so gross. They're such bad. Ugh. All right, you ready to roll? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's start the show with this catchy tune. I was muted. We were muted for a second there. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. I'm Keith Pazel. This is the show. Here with Adam. Doing things, you know? It, 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 once again, I hear that music, and it gets me in the right headspace. Yeah. I, I was listening more to his lyrics this time. Like, okay, I, I get it. You focus. You want me to, it, you want me to transcribe it for you? Well, I can't. Because it, it, it definitely weaves into the, the, the spine of the show, what we're trying to accomplish here. Yeah, he he watched. He said he watched episodes like as he was writing it. So, so I hope I, that I hope that translates as you're listening. Yeah, to yeah. It. No, I mean I I listened to it. I kind of listened a little bit, and I was like, no, there's something there. I like it. I got a private <laughs> message about the song. He was like, hey, who does your like? I gave him all the information, and he was like, the song rocks. It it does rock. You know, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. You it's know what does rock works. is murder, which is what we're watching. <laughs> I've been all on murder the last week. <laughs> Thanksgiving has been, you know, it is about murdering people, essentially the holiday. <laughs> so how's every, how you doing, Crow? How was your week? You know, I mean, it's been decent. I've just been, uh, I had good news. I tested negative for the fifth time. Took the test on Tuesday. Yeah, negative, I thought you so. said seventh. It was fifth. My fifth time. Fifth time. That's still so, great. That's still very good. Well, I mean, it's just because I've been doing lift, <laughs> which you get exposed to uh, strangers. In yeah, context, yeah. But it, it was validating to me. I had a doctor as one of my lift guys. I picked him up at the Children's Memorial Hospital near me where they filmed some movies. They filmed a David Cronenberg movie, uh, Map of the Stars. They had a scene there. And so it's a children's hospital. Picked up, he's a doctor, dropping him off at his place. And I was just telling him what I was doing. I, I just tested negative. He was like, yeah. And it was even before testing negative. It was before that. And he was like, oh, dude, you're, you're going to be negative because you just, you do the right steps. You wash your hands and you wear your mask all the time. I said, well, I see a lot of strangers here. He's like, yeah, but you know something? If they're wearing a mask and you're wearing a mask. Yeah. And they're only in there for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. He's like, and this isn't real it. anyway. <laughs> it's all made up. He's just like, no, it is real. Oh, 100%. And he was totally right. I tested negative. And I I thought so when I, when I was talking with him. So, uh, not saying I can't you change. felt negative you were in a negative mindset that's <laughs> I was, when you want to be in a negative I was mindset. negative I was positive I was negative no I was positive I don't yeah, it yeah. Was, uh, but I, I am negative so that was a big event for me this week which was a good thing and then I've just been busting my ass you know Fucking doing the lifting and I'm also starting to have meetings on my script baby you know there is. he's doing show business <laughs> Pre preliminary in the, the <laughs> in the in the 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 pandemic show business all, <laughs> all you forging need a to path. do all you need to do to get a show on the air is to have a mass calling of show business <laughs> via 
disease. <laughs> they need, like Dwayne said to you on Monday, they need content, baby. Yeah, yeah, it is. He was, I, I met with a buddy of mine, Dwayne Kennedy, on Monday. He was kind enough to take time out of his schedule and had a Zoom meeting with him and my my writing partner, you know, and I sent my writing partner a couple of clips of Dwayne's stand up and he was like blown away. He was like, just Dwayne like is... we, we use Dwayne's account because <laughs> I don't have a premium Zoom account. <laughs> but he was just like, oh my God, that it's, uh, you know, uh, Dwayne's funny. So it was good. We met and talked and, you know, it was um, you know, a sober conversation. He didn't create any distorted expectations. He was just like, listen, you know, I'll get this on to the people we were talking about trying to get it on to. And he said, but you know, I can't promise anything, you know, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely take a peek at it and we'll let you know. And then also that, that was decent. You know, maybe it could have been better. could have been, well, it was fine. It was, he took time. He was honest. Uh, it was fine. But he then, took time. <laughs> sad. Sad. You know, something sad. <laughs> if Ray Lewis were a black Panther, sad. And he's being interviewed on ESPN by Sal Palatonio. You know something, Sal, Sal. No, anyway. Um, so, and then the, <laughs> I'll get back to that. And then the previous week, we had met with a guy who was a friend of a woman who was a, an actor during our table read two months ago. And she introduced us. And we had a, actually a very good meeting with him. He's a very nice guy, good guy. Has Chicago roots too. But uh, he produces uh, Judge Mathis or has produced it in show. the past. What a show. And also uh, Susie Orman. <laughs> You know, so it's like whatever. But he was like, man, he's dropping names. So do you know who Susie Orman is, Crow? Yeah, absolutely. She's like the, I never know if she's a scammer. I never know if she's a scammer. Oh, no, no, no. She's actually, although it has that feel of that, the way it's produced a little bit. But she's actually, I think, somewhat legitimate. I mean, I've watched her before and I'm like, yeah, she's okay. Because it starts getting into lifestyle shit. Oh, absolutely. No, it does. It does. Because it's just like, hey. You know, here's how you got to deal with your debt and manage your expenses. And, you know, I think so many folks, they just can't control their spending because the entire culture is geared on spending money. Well, yeah. You know, so it's like. And, and I was even thinking about it when because her family was asking me, like, what do you want for Christmas? And I was telling her, I was like, honestly, when it th- if I need something throughout the year, if it's not super expensive, I just buy it. <laughs> And like so, yeah. I was thinking how that like really eliminates the options for presents for me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm usually like I got it. Yeah. I bought my board. You know. Yeah. You have so, like you have really what you need. everything I want is like a thousand dollars. Like I wanted a cam. I want a camera for the podcast. You That's have invested hundred and fifty dollars. Yep. You've invested. So yeah. You there know. you go. Thumbs up in me. Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. So yeah. So that this week. So I was able to send that script on to the first guy we met with, and he had signed a, a non-disclosure agreement. You know, so when we registered the script, that's when with you the know w- it's show business. When you got that NDA action happening, well, it's, you know, we're just being responsible. And, and I'll be curious to see. He's reading it this week, and he claims he is. We'll see if he has the time. You know, and, and we'll see what their what their thoughts are. You know, but the initial reaction was, yeah, it's it's a it's a good idea. What you're doing is it's it's timely and a very good idea. Okay. But then we have to execute, and I hope what we produced is good enough to actually at least say, okay, we can work with this, you know. I don't have huge expectations other than becoming famous in a household yeah. name. You know? Other than eventually getting me too. <laughs> other than going back and looking at my racist jokes I've told in my past and and, <laughs> and canceling me, you know. When I'm <laughs> there we go. That's where I'd be. I'm going to land on my feet in Portland. That's where I'm going to end yeah. up. <laughs> 
You know, <laughs> it's like Rogan ended up in Texas. I'm gonna no, no. Yeah, you're so, gonna go to the left version. You're just gonna go way left. God. You're gonna start a militia somewhere like a fucking socialist militia. <laughs> Well, you know, the Second Amendment applies to us too, Keith. I don't know if you're aware of that. But let's flick around a little bit. So sure. I got. Let's talk TV before yeah, we before we ramble too much. Exactly. As everybody knows, this is a podcast where <laughs> we, through television, try and get to what's going on in the world, what's going on in our worlds. So exactly. I've, I've prepared some stuff. Uh, we have the Predator on channel. Uh, I think it's FXX. <laughs> when you, was that? You got swindled. That's mid to mid to early 2010s. Because I worked at. I oh, remember okay. I worked at fucking Dunkin' Donuts in Dyer, Indiana, when that movie came out. The Predator. Yes. Wow. Because it was a big reboot. It was Were you doing stand up? Oh yeah. Okay. Ooh, I think I might have just started. Yeah. Started since in 2010. Ten years ago. Yeah. Jesus. I talked two two shit for two years at Dunkin' Donuts. I remember when Barack got elected president i was talking smack about starting to do stand-up you were getting you were getting up yeah you're getting well you're getting i did of... it for the first time when i was f- uh, in 2003 2004 oh, yeah. i was 18 yeah yeah you, you, you were you were an embryo i did it at the riddles in orland park <laughs> yeah yeah okay, and absolutely. they kicked me out because i said i was 17 on stage oh and they, they thought you were 20 and i saw them go over to my friend's and they were like, yeah, your boy's got to go after his set. I bombed gracefully. They helped me out. It was one of those moments where I froze and some fat black comic in the audience goes, come on, man. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, man. all right, here I, we go. My I life, have... it was so weird how quickly it crumbled. You don't understand how quickly it crumbles. When you go on stage for the first time, Yeah, it's over quick. Well, well it's... <laughs> it's over quick. <laughs> I remember my very first set, I graduated from my stand-up class, taught at funny, The Funny Firm by uh, Paul Slater and Len Ostrovich. Len Ostrovich, who in the middle of my class, this dates when I was doing stand-up, had to go to Bill Hicks's funeral. He had to go to Bill Hicks's, one of our teachers, because he knew him well, because Hicks used to always work at, at, at The Funny Firm, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, anyway, it's just... Yeah. I'm just giving a little a little TV was, in the background you know, it, while you it, tell it was, Yeah. Anyway, it's it, nice to tell. It's it's. I think these it, panic noises go well with you telling this story because I killed the first time I did stand up. Yeah. I killed just much like predators about to kill these people. <laughs> is, has predator been ha- has he been hatched or something or has he been? It's like a oh, planet of ship. predators. I think. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's see the info. 2018. So I was wrong. From the outer space reaches of space to the small town streets of suburbia the hunt comes home the universe's most lethal hunters are stronger and smarter than ever so obviously so they're, they're coming. people of color okay yeah how can they improve on the predator how can they do that <laughs> i'm trying to look up what the early 20s was because that one did come out yeah, well, there was one like uh, where like uh, Adrian Brody was in it or something. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Th- that was actually that was Predators. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I yes, think it was 2010. I remember seeing them being like, I didn't see in the theater, but I watched parts. I was like, okay, this for what it is, it has. I don't know. It's, that was the soft reboot, but you know, it's bad it's when bad. they wait eight years to fucking do the sequel. Yeah, because the Predator is like another reboot sequel. <laughs> exactly. You know. Look, we're on the Predator ship. Whoa. The fifth Look Predator film set during... Oh, so this is... Okay, so a fifth Predator film set during the American Civil War has been announced. How does that make you feel, Crow? 
the, the American Civil War. They're doing an American Civil War predator. So they're going to be in the Civil War and Hell be predators? Yeah. Slaves, slaves dude. Slave uprisings. You can see it a mile away. It's going to be slave uprisings. <laughs> I'm here for it. It's just, I don't know, man. I'm all about it. <laughs> Did you just see that scene? This dude got his legs chopped off and then flew off the, uh, I don't know, the something's happening now. Oh, he's getting it. Bro, I got no legs. Yep. Yeah, yeah, this is bro. <laughs> Staying in personality in panic. That's fucking Well, there's a certain mental strength there, right? You know, don't he's gonna go into the engine. Blah, 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 blah. There it we sounds go. like your eat pussy noise too. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go into the engine. <laughs> but no, I uh um talking about doing stand up and I remember freezing. So I killed the first time. I killed the first time. And I thought, okay, man, I'm one of these guys, man. I'm just a natural at it. You know? I mean, you are very, so, a very funny person. You know, yeah, I'm just so good. I think you're, <laughs> and you're, be, you're way better at this now. Your problem was you were constantly on. I think you were, you, you were probably one of those guys where people were like, Crow's cool, but like, <laughs> man, he's a lot. Well, well, it's just, it's not even, it's just my person. I'm not trying to make people yeah. laugh. I'm being on because shit, man, my mind is racing. Okay. I don't know if you realize this, Keith, but you know, you know, I'm no Mensa member, but I'm above average. <laughs> I would consider myself above average. His thoughts, you know? <laughs> his thoughts just can't be stopped. I, I, I couldn't repress them, but blanking on stage. I remember blanking on stage a couple times, and it's it's mortifying when you first blank. You know, someone when you get more experience and you blank, you just fight through it. They don't know what you're thinking. You know, that's one of the big things that was a breakthrough for me was I realized they don't know what you're thinking. Well, that's where being you know? natural, so more naturally funny, because you can do stand up and not be the most off the cuff person. I admittedly am not the most off the cuff human being i've always said you got some moments in a group of comics that are quick you know that that like that's the classic scenario you're in a group of three or four of your friends you're all making fun of something yeah and there's the pecking order like you got one friend who's just on top of it he's going to be the first guy to crack a joke about something yeah and it's going to set the bar so then guy number two is going to have to challenge that i'm guy three or four to say something (laughs) funny you know yeah i don't even i'm never gonna be guy number one sometimes the alpha yeah with that <laughs> maybe i've been that way but it's so infrequently i'm sort of like a home run hitter and even and in this strikes podcast, out a lot, i've found you know? that whenever i hit my home runs it's always because i kind of play that like antagonist sometimes i have to play that antagonistic host where i'm just like ah you old fuck crocious <laughs> like a lot of my a lot of my sass that I give on this show is like host driven. Like it's not like I'm when we turn this off, I'm fucking zinging crocious about being 50. Well, it's also like the fact is I just shouldn't talk. I always kind of allude to it because I just think it's so and, funny. My will, life is so funny. I will funny. admit I've been trying. Anytime we start talking about Cold War, I've been trying to back the gravy boat up a little bit. No, there, need, there needs to be if the Cold War meant something. It, it is a fundamental difference. In, the, in in my generation and the and the generation 20 years younger it's a fundamental difference because you weren't raised with it I was yeah we had a I, I was like a rack war and desert storm and shit but it was like tactical that's like tactical shit yeah that's it's, not it's like not a, like this conflict that was global in nature you know and like people always hated Russia Russia was always the big scary guy my that, that's whole what's life. so hilarious the big that, scary that, guy that's what's so amazing that Trump went in and was able to make people say it's better to be Russian than the you Democrat know what? You, you know, know what unbelievable I initially took Trump 
doing the Russia thing as kind of like a, well, you know, everyone always complain. I remember when I was growing up, people were talking about like Russia, like, Oh, like yeah, the grandpa was... enemy. Like, why oh, are we yeah. still worried about Russia? Their toilet water is dirty. Like, <laughs> what are they going to do? And then Trump comes in is just like, I want peaceful relations with Russia. And I'm just kind of, at first I was like, well, maybe that's not bad. <laughs> oh, God. And then it, yeah. you learn. You learn. Bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I. Yeah. I, that, that one you saw. To be honest, I wish I could cue the Alanis it. Morissette song. <laughs> you learn. <laughs> I thought that one. I thought it was the other one. And you know, <laughs> the, shame and uh, the song about one. fucking Dave Couillet fucking her over. That is Uncle S- Uncle Joey. That song was a hit in 94, 95. And See it's how so much of vacation bad. we got left. So bad. But yes. Um, oh, this is the new vacation. Oh, with Applegate and 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 West and, uh, West Ed Helms. Ed Helms, West yeah. Helms. It was a baseball player. I think uh, it's yeah, because he's Russ. It's Russ as an adult. Because Chevy Chase is in this movie, and he probably did try and honk Christina Applegate's boobs. I tell you what, well, I, I think she's had double mastectomy. And she, oh really? She she's she's got him gone. She got yeah. him tignataroed. Yeah, absolutely. As did I think uh, Angelina Jolie. You know, so let's go to some retro. Let's which see what is, we got. Let's uh, let's check in. Oh wait, wrong channel, huh? Yeah, don't go to Teen Titans. I really well, no, don't it's supposed to be that. the Italian that, job. That's actually what you like to watch. I'm sure. I <laughs> love Teen Titans, bro. dude. Don't fucking. Of fuck course with it me. does, man. You know, you know. I got to adjust. I had the wrong fucking channel. But then Russia. Russia's okay though. You know, I'll listen to no. Putin. Why not? We missed. Like, we missed the Italian wow. job. Like wow. Could you imagine like thinking that's appropriate like just buying his line it's amazing but uh but whatever he is uh he lost american hustle i think he'll be uh he finally kind of admitted it for a day and then was quickly took it back well then he put out oh (laughs) if the electoral college votes votes gives him the votes you know i'm gonna leave office then (laughs) Like as a weird threat, like he like wants a little more on top, like just just as long as I don't lose by a lot, then I'll leave peacefully. Well, it's also him just sticking the eye of as many traditions he can think of because he hates the government so much. And I think he's recently said that I will concede as long as Joe Biden also admits that some of his votes were illegal. That's like a that's contingent. He's, I mean, it's amazing. And he, that narrative that he's creating is, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just fr- this commercial like talk. It, this is good commercial know? talk. Because, you know, it's all for the next election. That's right. The election was stolen. It was stolen. You know, and I believe me, I was blown away when Hillary Got Crocious his favorite movie, Harry Potter and the oh, Deathly Hallows. Well, Crow, <laughs> Crow, I will, because you've told me off camera, you're a goblet of fire guy. <laughs> He you likes know, when Cedric, because that's when Voldemort comes back. That's when the true tension in the story starts. I have uh, never watched a single solitary second of any Harry Potter well, movie Crow, in my entire life. that is going to change today. So <laughs> I have never seen a Harry Potter movie. I, I, thought that, I thought this, is this like the Croods or something? or the? Well, this is a preview for the new Croods movie. Absolutely. This movie's going to make a billion. Well, not a billion because sure. we don't live in the economy where things make a billion dollars, except for two people on earth <laughs> well two no, people I, have made a billion dollars no no the no there's not been no there are hundreds of billionaires on the planet well i'm saying over over, the, over covid covid killed billionaires except for two people we got bezos and gates gates you know, i i have a feeling uh warren buffett's doing just fine too i think he's, he's less than a billionaire he's giving away he's, his money slowly not, i think he's, he's, he's not dropped. less than a billionaire let's see he's not less than a billionaire he's worth a lot of money 
think he's divesting a lot of it and giving it he's to... He's giving it to charity, dude. He's done. He's well, fucking I gave some done. Of his, his kids, I know, too, but... Uh, the richest in 20. Even fucking... Look at how fancy this Forbes billionaires list is. I'm sure it is. It's not even a list. It's a map now. I like to look at you how many... The states has the most, and then the next closest country is probably either China or Russia. Big drop-off. Oh, of course. The states has... Guess the states has the most money. It's had the highest that. GDP it's for 125 straight years. Since 1896, that was the first year it had the largest GDP, they estimate. Why so from almost 125 years, it's had the largest economy. Oh, you got to fucking zoom in on it. Yeah, you know. But yeah, I, you know, he's he's worth, uh, I, I'm going to guess he's probably still worth like, I don't know, 80 billion? Yeah. Probably. Let's see. Because Bloomberg is 16 and he's 48. So. <laughs> Who's 16? Michael Bloomberg. Bloomberg's, oh, he's, he's at 48 billion. It's sick. God. Yeah, it's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot you, of money, but made, you'd love it. You've made a shit ton of bread, man. There's no doubt about Some that. Some bread. See, this they have it like city by city of where there's... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In Chicago, there's 16 billionaires. Yeah, I believe that. How many are in LA? I'm going to guess like uh, 38. Oh, I mean, it's most of fucking... The greater Los Angeles area, there's 55 billionaires. God, there's 55. I underestimated it. Oakland, there's four. And it's... Their- San- what's San Francisco? Let's see. 64. Yeah, that's a Because it's all tech, dude. That's fucking that pure tech. That is a lot. Uh, I mean, Seattle, they're 10. Those are all your fish people. Yeah. Your fish billionaires. There's 100 billion. How, there's, so there's basically 100 billionaires in two cities. How many are in the country? I'm trying to figure that the fuck out. Yeah. I don't. How many are in like, how many are in New Okay, York? here we go. Uh, 116 billionaires uh, for a total net worth of $523.6 billion. This is in California. Oh, no, that's fucking, yeah, the United States. How many in the, how many in the U.S.? Uh, 116. No, no. Or no, no, that's New York. That, that, yeah, that, that that's just, that's got to be one. It doesn't area. say. God, I, it goes, it breaks it down I, by city. Is This is like. Getting out of puberty. Okay, here's the complete list. <laughs> is this young adulthood Harry Potter? Like they're just. Oh, this is to... the last movie. Oh yeah, because because they're yeah they're he's like... going heads up with Voldemort. <laughs> it's funny watching the marathons. I was telling her this last night. It's funny watching the marathons because it, we they went years between movies. Like yeah. after the third one, these really popped off. So they would really. Like the technology got better. They let the kids age. I also, yeah, and I, like I feel like the production let them have lives in between. <laughs> so they weren't just like, we're going to make nine of these right away. So yeah. you don't have a childhood like they would because between one and two, his voice changes like they go through puberty. <laughs> so it's just interesting seeing them back to back and how drastic like from the fourth to fifth movie. You're yeah. like, it's jarring where you're like, oh, they're adults now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is them. They like all being... lost their virginity in the yeah. off season. Yeah, they, yeah, they, exactly. Yeah, they've been laid now. So, oh, 100 <laughs> percent. That was my one favorite recent Rogan thing was Miley Cyrus talked about how much weed she smoked while she was filming Hannah Montana, <laughs> her Disney Channel show. That's hilarious. So here we go. Yeah. One exactly. through 10 billionaires. Uh, and this is international, baby. Jeff Bezos, number one, 113 billion. So he's basically, oh God. Now that's how much they've made during this COVID or is that? This is his life. This is oh, his net worth. Net worth. Okay. Uh, in 2020. There's two. Okay. So on the complete list, there's 2,095 billionaires in 2020. 2,095. Okay. In the, in the, in the, in the world. world. And how many are in the States? I'm going to guess um, 567. I did, let me see. Country, territory. 
I love how it's territory for, for good old Canada. They throw the territories in there. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I'm, I'm just curious because I, I, I think the, I think the United States has probably 25 percent of the planet's billionaires. I would say. See, it doesn't if, if give a total more. number. It just. Yeah. Uh, wait. Let me see. Let me see how long the list is. Because I, I just, I find this to be an interesting discussion because it puts into perspective how much wealth there truly is in this country, and frankly, the truly wealthy in the past 40 years, it, it is, it's obscene. The amount of money they have made. So, and, you know, something. 565. 565? Yeah. What, what did I say? Did you say 550? I, I, we should go back and listen and hear what I said. I'm not doing that. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, I think I hit it on the head. I you think probably I, were I, I close. Think I, have, I, I think I was close. That's what's fun about the the, the listeners will let you know yeah, how exactly. right you were. Because it's just, but then the next closest country is probably China with like so, a, 130. 140. Here, uh, so we have Bezos one, Bill Gates two, Warren Buffett is three in the United States. Yes, he's got six hundred and seventy-five billion. No, sixty-seven point five. Yeah, I said eighty. Yeah. Okay. And Bill Gates is ninety-eight, and Bezos, and then you have Larry Ellison yeah. at fifty-nine, Zuckerberg fifty-four, the Walmart guys fifty-four. God, the Zuckerberg Walmart, is that the Walmart wealthy. wife is fifty-four. Oh man. Yeah, they Rob Walton, the three Waltons are are rounding yep. out the top ten. Yep. Then you got Stevie Ballmer, the L.A. Clippers owner, at fifty two. They gave the the Walton Family Foundation. Gave Jerry a, Jones is a little bitch now, dude. He ain't even on this list. Are you kidding me? He, he, they gave a bunch of money to a place I worked at to do uh, to do work on charter schools, which is such a I don't know. I just I'm very ambivalent about charter schools. Anyway, so here we are. What, what, so they're on a sleepover or something? So no, here's here's what's popped off at this point. In the fifth movie, everyone confirms that Voldemort is back. Voldemort is like Hitler. The, he's like he's like the evil. You yeah, know, yeah. when the movies start, you can't say his name. Like they call him he who must not be named. Like Harry is the first guy because he's like trying to like break the system where he's just like, no, we should say his name. And even people freak out to don't say his name. Yeah, because he says Voldemort, and it is a cool, evilly yeah. sounding name. Absolutely, and it's played by Ray Fiennes, right? Or yeah, yeah, he's exactly. great. He, he plays a good dark character, played a good Nazi, and so after the know, fifth movie, it's he's like Chandler's out list. and back. So at the beginning of the sixth movie and into the seventh and eighth one here, geez, this is the eighth one. Yeah, oh this is part Lord. one. This is the seventh one because okay. the the seventh and eighth movie is technically one movie. It's like part one and two. Okay. Um, so they're like, they've quit school. The Voldemort's people are like, like real pe- non wizard people are starting to get fucked with. Like he, they're in the real world. Yeah. It start And like, there's a awesome scene where, so in these two movies, they have to hunt what they call horcruxes. And what Voldemort did oh is God. he through magic, put his soul in seven different objects in his life. And they have to find him and destroy him. Oh, in order to destroy him. To destroy him. Oh, okay, okay. So they have quit. At the end of the sixth movie, they leave school. And then the seventh and eighth movie is them finding these horcruxes. So it's, it's obviously evolving into a young adult novel movie. Oh, dude. You know, Hunger Games. I mean, thing. in the fourth movie, people die. Like, kids yeah, die. Yeah. Like, they're not little kitty movies. They're like <laughs> PG-13. I would say a hard, getting to a hard PG-13 without okay. blood and shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and in this one, like they have more budding romances, like her and and yep. Ron, the the ginger, are like boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> Harry is with Ron's little sister Ginny, who it's how it's old more, are they here? Are they like like early twenties? Probably twenty twenty early mid twenties. Yeah, 
God, they're so young looking for crying out loud. I'm so fucking old. Mm-hmm. You can smell it. Because I look at her and I, I, I feel dirty about it. Oh, that was an intense cute. scene. So he's got an invisibility cloak. Uh, and Who he, Voldemort does? No, Harry. And he put it around him so the Death Eaters didn't see him. And she's like, he could smell my perfume. Because he was like face to face with them, but they he can't see them. Because oh, you could still touch someone. It, just, it would be like if I put an invisibility cloak over you, oh, someone could still some, sit on you. Yeah, do you just look again. invisible. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm thinking about that line you had a couple shows ago, and I want to bring it up like how awful it would have been to work with Spielberg or Lucas. Like, yes, uh, I've got this <sighs> world in my mind, and I just I have to get it out. Well, this is what this is. George. I've got this Harry Potter world that's so specific and has so many subsets, and it, it's, it all has to have a story logic that completely makes sense and contributes to the seven yeah. objects that we have to get. George, to even get just Voldemort. the technical parts, like George. God, this is so George the garage door on the spaceship uh broke well, it's a it's actually a pod door <laughs> yeah but you know what i mean well no you gotta it's it's what so they're living in like a trailer park is this where you grew up keith yeah this is where <laughs> so they're just roaming around yeah who knows where the fuck this is so they're roaming around trying to find these horcruxes yeah um <laughs> what else noteworthy could i tell you okay uh, i mean i guess it's enough of a at plot. the end of I the mean, sixth you know? one of so the, this is the seventh though correct let me part see if one. it's part one is this Deathly Hallows 1, 2010? Yeah, I think so. 2010, okay, yeah, because this this was a, I mean, this went on. This was yeah, a this franchise is Deathly Hallows part one. for like 14 years. I think 06 was the first one, I want to say, maybe 07. Do you want me to spoil it for you right now, Chris? Yeah, I don't give a shit. Harry is the seventh Horcrux. What does that mean? He has to die to kill Voldemort. Oh, Because okay. at the beginning, the whole movie starts, the whole, <laughs> Harry's famous because... Voldemort murked off Harry's parents because they were big libs. They were big libtards. They wanted they to stop Voldemort. So Voldemort yeah. kills them and then he tries to kill Harry, but his death curse backfires and fucks him up. Doesn't kill him all the way, but sends him away. And that's why Harry's got the scar and he's the only person in wizarding. It would be like if I went to shoot you in the head and it like missed. Yeah. And then you were known for that for your whole yeah. life. Like you're the boy who lived. That's what they call him. Like you're the yeah. boy who lived. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but that because his cur- because he hit him with the death curse and like that he like put a piece of him inside of Harry. Oh, put a piece of Voldemort Like in, Voldemort in, in, died because his death curse fucking reverberated. But Jesus, he like, this is complex. So they make it to I where lost. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm listening. I'm listening. It would be it. like like basically I go to kill you. Yeah. And then it fucking bounces back and then kills me, but like not all the way. Like I just go away. So some of the power of the original shot. Oh, was dude, lost. So Voldemort's there's an echo of Voldemort. Voldemort is in every movie. He just in the first one, he's attached to the back of some teacher's head, and he's just like, <laughs> that's that's good and creepy. And then in the second movie, he is like he possesses like this journal and talks to Harry through this journal, and they show the younger version of Voldemort in that one. He's like a young man, and then in <laughs> but part with that weird three, face still. No, he's got a normal face in part two. Part one, it's not as snaky, but then part three. How does Voldemort chill? I don't think he's in three at all. <laughs> four, he comes back. That's the four is the first one Ray Fiennes is in. Ray Fiennes, but again, he, he was great as the administrator, the SS guy in a, in a, you know, in, in a Schindler's List. He was totally guy. That's when I first remember seeing him acting. Yeah. He was in stuff before that. Like I never knew Liam Neeson. That was my introduction to Ray Fiennes and Liam Neeson was Liam uh, Neeson's was uh, you know was uh, Schindler's List. 
You know, I, and those guys were. Then I realized that Neeson was the bad guy. He was the bad guy in the well, last he Dirty Harry. The good. Guy. No, 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 no. He was the bad. No, no, not not in Schindler's List. Oh, he, in Schindler. But he, he was actually the bad guy in the last Dirty Harry movie with Jim Carrey. He's like the scumbag director. Really? Yeah, he's the bad guy in like I don't know what I don't know what Harry. Jim is. Carrey's in a Dirty Harry movie. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. He, he's he he lip syncs to Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, Jim Carrey's in that, and then also Liam Neeson is the bad guy because he's the director. Jim Carrey is this musician who's a big junkie you know so <laughs> that's wild he's a who's a big junkie it's it's amazing and, and, but yet when, you, when he dies he totally dies in a jim carrey way it's like flailing around like, you know his good physical he can't help it he's, he's got good physical comedy so him trying to be serious when he dies is is, is kind of funny you know but yeah he's in that and then also uh, Liam Neeson was the bad guy. He has like a ponytail. That whole bad phase of the late 80s when like men had ponytails. Pete Townsend had a ponytail like in 89 playing playing Tommy. <laughs> the entire Coke you know? family is number 18 on the billionaires uh, list. Well, they're big Trumpers, right? And then a, a bunch of Amazon people are up there too. Like Mackenzie. That's, oh, fucking Bezos. His wife is on there now because of her divorce. Jesus Christ. Wow. Well, I think he is. His net worth is a trillion dollars. Let's see who the pussy. Let's see who Mr. Irrelevant is on the billionaires list. <laughs> the last one. Rick Caruso <laughs> is worth $3.4 billion and it's just from real estate. And, and where's he at? Where's it? Do they say where they're from or where they like live or something? Um, I mean, we could find out. Let's see. Yeah, Chicago's got 16. That makes sense. New York, do New York City is 115. No, it doesn't tell where he is. Yep. 115. New York has 115. Yeah. And then California is probably the next with like. No, San Francisco's 64 and then LA's 55. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. But oh, they say New York City though. Oh, that's New York City. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and what's fourth? Let me see. I'm curious. It just is. It's interesting here because you hear what to me, being the finance nerd that I am, I want to know where the money is truly at. It doesn't, I mean, it's not really that surprising. But it's kind of interesting to hear what what cities are on the rise, you know, because Chicago's got a lot of old money. It's going to be passed by a Texas city in the next. See, I want to see what like Houston, what kind of oil yeah, money, it, or Houston, Houston has. or maybe Dallas. There's 15 billionaires in Houston. Wow, so it's one behind Chicago. Yeah, that's a lot. And, and then how about for D- Dallas? Uh, 15 and. Uh, let's see for Dallas. Dallas is a, oh no, let's probably see. more. San Antonio has three billionaires. Look at that, babe. Yeah, that makes sense. I would think so. Christopher Goldsberry, James Leninger, and Billy Joe McCombs. Red McCombs. Oh God, what a bum owner he was. <laughs> he ran the Vikings. He's a used car salesman, guys. Oh he really? He, he, he so he settled in Houston though, uh, or in San Antonio? He was in San Antonio. Yeah, he's a big car. He, he was a used car salesman, and he bought the Vikings. He was a scumbag. They didn't have air conditioning in, in their in their practice facility. You know, when they were like in the middle of you know July and stuff, they didn't have air conditioning. You know? Cisco, Texas, has two billionaires. Yeah. You don't know what the fuck Cisco it's is? Probably a suburb somewhere. Um, I mean, uh, Dallas has one of the Waltons, so that's. Dallas has 23 billionaires yeah, with 119 billion in total. So we have Jerry Jones, who's 8 billion, like a bitch. Yeah. Andrew Beal, 79, Robert Bass, 45, Ray Lee Hunt, who sounds like a Civil War figure. 
Yeah. 4.4, and then Alice Walton at 54. She's just to- totally fucking carrying everybody on her back. God. Wait, so I'm curious. Chicago's got 16, but how much of, you know, how much of is there, is there cumulative wealth? Let's go. I'm going to guess it's even maybe higher than. than, than so it's 49.3 billion. Oh, 16 wrong. billionaires. Ken Griffin at 12. Sam Zell at yep. 4. Yep. Neil Bloom at 3.7. Thomas Pritzker three eight and yeah. Patrick Ryan at two point nine yeah, billion. Makes sense. But Fucking then, but then go over yeah go over to the East Coast if you don't mind. Go over the I don't know. Go over <laughs> to the not East Coast. <laughs> I mean, I want to hear like Boston, New York, and Philly. So Boston, Boston, who their billionaire is made their billions are made through hate. We all know that. <laughs> Sixteen billionaires at forty nine, so they're equal to Chicago. Yeah. They're comparable cities and cities. Abigail ways. Johnson, Robert Kraft, uh, Edward yeah. Johnson the third, Jim Davies and family, Amos Hostetter Jr. That's all fucking <laughs> that's that, old that's white that money. <laughs> fucking that Dutch fucking farm money right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then New York has 115 billionaires. Yeah. That's a lot. There's 15 in Greenwich. One of them is Vincent Kennedy McMahon. We all know that. <laughs> well, I mean, and yeah, so the New York has got, it's got 115 and it's 523.6 billion. <laughs> oh my God. That's a lot it's, of money. It's by far the heartbeat of the United States of America. Well, I, I think the arter- probably it's the artery. If you you sever New York, you cripple the United States of America. Uh, it's pretty much the. Uh, it, I mean, it's probably of the world. Actually, I, I don't think there's a city in, in in the world that has more billionaires than that. Even London even a, might be up there. Let's go over to London. Um, no, no. No, there's a there's a lot, but it's not as. Let's cross the pond, crow. You know, we're gonna cross the pond. It's just, and it's a big ocean. Even going yeah. across it on a map takes a while. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was like, "Hey, dude, hey, that's okay, man." It's, it's a lot of swipes. I'm guessing London definitely has some billionaires, but not that many. It's 56 yeah. and 212 billion. So you're right. But yeah, it's more than Chicago, but not as many. Yeah, New York. It's half the amount of New York, and London's got some some of the old money. <laughs> There's some old the ass oldest money, money. Yeah. In London, some of that definitely. money is in old timey civil war cannons that they have you to know. jam down with fucking <laughs> bats and pats. But like, what does like Moscow have? Let's go. Let's take a trip over to Russia. And maybe bro. Paris, maybe Paris, Paris though. It's, it's not Paris. It is the most beautiful city in the world. Yeah. They just put their fucking, I like to listen to jazz. Do you understand? I like listening to the rhythms of Satchmore. Oh, Russia's so big, you almost don't even know where it is on the yeah, map. Yeah, because it's because it takes up one. Like you have to, you have Earth's to zoom surface. out aggressively to see all of Russia. It's one fifth of the Earth's surface. So, let's see, Moscow. There's a couple random snowy towns. So Moscow has seventy billionaires, three hundred one point seven billion. Yeah, you can tell not as much as New York. No, and then maybe like uh, like beige or some Chinese. And then or, I mean your your Emirates area, your Middle East is just fucking littered with billionaires. Yeah, yeah. How many like in the middle? I'm, well, I'm, yeah, I'm Let's wondering see. if New York has the most of, of any city in the country or in the on the planet. It probably does. I think it does. It's got probably. To. I would I would say so. It's got to. Yeah, you know. But anyway, I think that's the scene. That's this is proof right here. <laughs> yeah. 
nothing funny comes of money. No, <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's trying to be. It's, it's very it's interesting. Just, it's, it's interesting. That's, the, that's it's, the blessing of podcast, Crocious. <laughs> you don't have to be funny all the time, but it's good if you can be, you know, I, I that's what we're going back. I, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just fucking <laughs> shooting a little shit. I'm being smart. Well, we're, we're watching, uh, you know, we're watching this. Okay. Thing. So the hair runs all pissed what's their off. Tr- what's their relationship? They're the best three friends. of them. Okay. They're best. So, friends. but who's having sex with who? Okay. Well, I, mean, I don't think they're boning yet. They do have okay. kids because at the end of the at the end of the last movie, they flash forward twenty years and they show you when their parents and when their kids. So they all. But Harry meet. Potter's dead though because he had to kill himself. No, he, he comes back to life. He fucking he dangles <laughs> no in the afterlife. Oh, he dangles in the afterlife, and then he cuffs something in his hand before he dies that brings him back to life. I've, I've got this world. Yes, I'm, I'm an author. and I've Oh, lived, so I've here's what happened. And, and, well, know, she's uh, a transphobe, gonna... so let's not talk about how much of it. Let's not dork oh. her up. She's a, She's got... She's a bad person, the lady who wrote this book. <laughs> she's um, a bad human being. So... Uh, what happens is, is he basically goes to an afterlife scenario where he talks to all his dead loved ones. He talks to Dumbledore specifically. Yeah. And he basically says, cause Harry goes, I have to go back. Don't I? Yeah. And Dumbledore goes like, you don't have to like, who's Dumbledore. He's the, he was the headmaster at the school. Oh, and he's, he's gone into he the was afterlife. Like, Harry, oh, he dies in the sixth one. Okay. Okay. Alan Rickman kills him. <laughs> and who's the headmaster? Who was the actor? Um, I well, they there were two Dumbledores. So there okay. was one guy who God. was Richard something. Okay, and he's the, the one everybody <laughs> likes. He died after the second one. So this what? and this is supposed to be funnier. <laughs> no, I'm totally, being... dude. You'd be surprised. No, no, how no, much no. More people were of invested course they're into in this man. Harry Potter than a list of the world's billionaires. I, I, I'm sure it's you know. Oh God, yes, like my this world. Crow, these sorry. movies made way more than stuff. <laughs> this is one of the highest grossing franchises in the history of films. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure. Absolutely. They were hits. Hits. They were hits. And Crow, as long as as long as I would you you probably would have to more have kids to sit down and watch it, but they're not bad movies. Oh, I'm sure they're fine. Yeah. I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure they're good. I just so, have never watched them. So yeah, he gets the choice. Well, judge them. He gets the choice to like stay dead or go back. And he chooses to go back. And like Voldemort's carrying him, his dead corpse, and like making his big villain speech. And then like Harry's eye opens up and he rolls out and they have a big wand battle. Yes, with their wand and their magic. So he marries Ron's little sister, which is, it's appropriate later on. But when he first meets Ron's little sister, she's like a little kid, dude. Yeah. (laughs) It's just weird to think in hindsight that like, oh, that nine-year-old girl in 10 years is going to marry Harry Potter. It's going to marry Harry Potter. <laughs> well, this, uh, she was, she's always, she's a, a very, I mean, she's so young. I think she went to Brown. That's not Ginny Weasley. No, isn't that that? That's Hermione Granger. Yeah, that's yeah. Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Yeah, exactly. She gets with the, with the ginger. But I'm saying, she, but she's like, so young, yeah. I, I almost feel weird being kind of thinking she's cute. I, I'm sort of like, I don't she's, know, she's like, too young she, for it's, me. it's, she's a, too it's young appropriate for me. now. She's almost 30. But I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, now, yeah, now, exactly. But here in this. Now movie. you could even ask her out on a date, Crocious. <laughs> Maybe I could. I'm. I'm you know I'm what? Hoping. Because she's a boring British fucking lib. She, you probably would talking wise, you might get along with Emma. Watson. Of course, of course. How's? Oh, I'm sorry. It's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> to talk about no they don't want to talk no 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 so yeah, yeah. we're watching harry potter <laughs> i mean this is all i wanted to get out of it is torture you and 
and you know are they on a planet surface right no, now? No, they're on Earth. Ooh, they're on Earth. This they is the, not. This doesn't take place exactly. outside of any sort of like. They're they, in they Scotland, do cool shit right? though. Check this out. So see that tent they're in. That looks like something from World War One. That tent they're in is yeah. the size of a regular tent, but when you go inside of it, it's like a fucking mansion. It's like the TARDIS from Doctor Who. That's fun magic yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's okay, fun okay. magic stuff. If I could do that, you'd be on board with magic. I don't know. I just, you know, I, I don't know. I just don't care anymore. <laughs> it's all good. I just, you know, just the whole, uh, oh, I, this is going to, my imagination. Your imagination is important. It's a necessary thing. Uh, integrating it into your life, you know. How, how, how do you... <laughs> Let me get my let's deep go to, thoughts here. Let's go to some reality. There you go. History's history's greatest mystery. Yeah, and it's just some old. Is that guy Ed Gein? Is it fucking Ed Gein? <laughs> I've come back from the dead, oh, and I'm Ed some, Gein. This is DB Cooper shit. You know, he's been making a little bit of a comeback. I think there was a. Uh, I, I have HBO for this month, so I've been watching a lot of movies. You know what movie I watched? I watched a T.J. Miller movie beginning to end. I, I had never watched. How'd you, how'd you like it? Uh, it was pretty bad. Well, yeah, um, he takes shit for money. It's uh, under underwater. Speeds on, but we've been there. We've played that game. <laughs> uh, underwater, which was a Kirsten Stewart, like a uh, on the bottom of the ocean kind of science fiction creature movie. It was bad. <laughs> uh, although I'm glad I watched it because it, you know, it it was just so derivative. Let's like, take it. It's just so. I mean, I watched. Let's Alien. put our heads back in reality here and see what's going on in the world. Ooh, look, he got fucking him crying. I, I watched. I watched Alien last weekend, and I hadn't seen it in the years. Original the original one? one? That movie's scary. That's it, a horror movie. It's fucking good. Alien is a it's good, good movie. That is one movie, it's Crow. It's still aged well. That's one know? movie where even as a kid, I was like, this movie rules. Because even though they don't show the the alien until the end, there's enough like scary, oh my God, almost moments throughout it that where you're like, oh, and the, when the thing pops out of the guy's chest. Yes, that was just the idea of finding out that that British guy's been fake the whole time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I went back. I read the Wikipedia for Alien. It was completely interesting. That that whole sequence of Ian Holmes character being being an android, you know, or what? Uh, was like that was one of the final things they added to the script because they didn't quite know how to. They didn't know if it was going to work. He was or not. just a British guy at first. Yeah, right? he was just a cast member. He was just a, a crew member, and they, and they made that. They did that change, and also they added the final scene. It was supposed to end with just the ship blowing up, and she wins. That's how it was going to end. It wasn't going to be with the alien in the little pod with her, but they added that in, and it was like that was a smart move. That yeah. was a smart move, you know, because that look makes at Ed it, Norton with his little fucking oh, is this cowboy ra- is this rounders. This is the Italian job. Okay, <laughs> I recently showed her Primal Fear. Remember Primal Fear yeah, Crow with, with Richard, Richard Gere? Gere? That takes place in Chicago. That that was I think about that was raped altar boys. That's just one of his. Yeah, that is his first, first movie. movie. Yeah. Fucking dazzles people. Anytime you do a movie, your first movie, and you do one of these here southern accents. Oh, I'm just a raped altar boy. <laughs> I, 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 I sure am a southern gentleman. <laughs> oh, because he has split personality. Well, yeah. Because he's all because he's been shattered by being. Well, but know. then at the end of the movie, you find out that the split personalities are fake, and he. Because he's this shy, raped altar boy. Yeah. And then he flashes and becomes this fucking, se- like, fucking Suckyop- insane, normal yeah. talking, like, murderer. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, you find out that the murderer is his real personality and he created having split personalities. Yeah. That's one of the best shock moments where 
Richard Gere walks away feeling like he won and he, oh, tell, tell old girl that I'm sorry about her neck. And he's supposed to not remember when he blacks out. Yeah. So he goes, tell so-and-so I'm sorry that I choked her. And that's when Richard Gere is like, you're not supposed to remember that. And he slowly claps his hands Yeah. and like, congratulations. That's when he, <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, this is so fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. That was such a nineties thing of the moment where you, you find out that he's a shit bag, but you're like, what a badass! <laughs> Hell yeah. Murderer. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Well, that was like, cause the serial murderer thing was such a thing of the nineties. Cause silence of the lambs was revolutionary. Andrew Cunanan you know? actually had, Happened. Yeah, yeah, I remember that being a fucking. I do a, too. I would watch. I remember when they found when they killed him. They, I, they cut to like they ended television across yeah, the board to yeah. cut in on that. Did did you uh did you I, I watched the uh the miniseries they had that was a, it was a like two years ago about Andrew Cunanan the, the guy yeah was, it's on Netflix now the, I didn't guy, see all of it but I hear it's really good oh it's I liked it a lot I, mean, I thought it was pretty good like that and like when I compare that to the OJ Simpson one the OJ Simpson one had more comedy this is more just kind of disturbing and, and depressing and just basically and just essentially saying it was homophobia that made him what he was you know Mose. you know of just or just the homophobia and the lack of right, acceptance right, right, kind right. of made him I mean, he was a stone cold sociopath and he was fucking crazy. You know, I mean, he was, he was pretty nuts, you know, and, uh, and, but was also just system, you know, was systematically humiliated. I think he was also, uh, uh, molested by his father. That well, was another thing that was, I, mean, gone who's, I mean, that's what your real power players got touched. <laughs> that's just how it is. Yeah, man. Oof. Well, get, that's right, because they're, they're, they're the first ones that go down in a prison riot, right? They get dangled, the pedophiles baby. get like they get killed right away, because because basically everyone in prison probably was sexually abused at one point, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would think that they were, you know, and that humiliation of that just stuck in their brain. That's you my know? favorite prison trope: is the this isn't prison, but like the when they have like all their shit, like they have the nice cell. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like everyone else is getting fucking strangled with dirty towels. They have no sheets. And yeah, then, they're golfing. And then the one guy's they're got tried. like a jukebox in his fucking cell. Exactly. Exactly. I remember, <laughs> I remember that like, you know, you ever see the movie Bad Boys with Sean Oh, Penn? yeah. My dad loves that movie. Yeah, that, that was like Sean Penn. Like, this guy can do a gritty role. He's a young guy, up and coming actor, you know. That's also filmed in Chicago. It's a complete Chicago movie. And the, the 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 prison they get sent to is like a downstate Illinois prison where he has to fight that Puerto Rican guy. You know they have a knife. Battle. Yeah, that's the scene where they fucking they do the bag of soap. Oh yeah, absolutely. I remember that. Yeah, they get they get. Oh, no 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 no. You're thinking of a Full Metal Jacket. They they get uh, cans of uh, cans soda of soda, soda exactly. and bad boys and bad yeah. boys. And then there's also like that one guy who's like <laughs> he's like the Jewish nerd genius guy. That's can, like, Alan Ruck from yeah. fucking uh, from Ferris Bueller. <laughs> oh no, there's that. That's his that's buddy. fucking Abe Froman, the Sausage King of Chicago. <laughs> no no no, that, that that's Penn's buddy. But uh, yeah, I remember that. That but yeah, it's the same sort of same sort of idea. Like well, some guys in prison, they they got a ju- they get a boombox. This is a place box, I think man. I would thrive. I'd be a good metal yard guy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good skill for you. <laughs> well, no, I, I tell you what. I, I when I was a kid, I used to love going to uh, like dumps, like dump spots, you know, and, and like a car. Um, like car graveyards, you know, junkyards, bone yards. I used to love going to junk, junkyards. I loved it. I used to love sitting in the cars. It was just, it was totally fun. But remember, my father was like, don't cut yourself. There's tetanus all over you. Don't cut yourself. You know, like, 
They don't run too fast. It's not specifically it, tetanus. Because you can it's a, get tetanus. It's it, not like they <laughs> dip the car in tetanus. And like if you touch it. So Russell Crowe is the uh, is he the? I think that's old boy that played fucking Ned whatever the fuck in Game of Thrones. Sean oh, Bean. Oh, okay, he, he's the bad guy. Yeah, the Italian job. So this is the deal with the Italian job. The Italian job. job. <laughs> you gotta go get the gabagool. You steal the gabagool <laughs> from your ma. You know. You gotta stop <laughs> stealing the gabagool from your ma. Were you watching The Godfather this week? It's made yeah, the rounds. It's like nine hours when they play it on yeah, TV because they don't leave anything out. Yeah. Because you, know. you can't. It's it's uh, the first tour. So you know good. what is great, though, is watching the transition of when Michael in passing sees that his dad has been shot and just establishing the idea that he's so far removed from his family that yep. they didn't even contact him after his dad was shot. You yeah. f- he finds out in the papers. Yeah. And then over the next hour, seeing him develop the mind of like, yep. When he goes to the hospital and he coordinates the protection and Yo, like tells absolutely. old boy to like, hey, put your hand in your pocket and pretend like you have a gun. I think that's the first step of like he's getting back into the family. Oh, and then yeah, the, yeah. And then the true closing of the moment is when he comes up with the plot to kill the cop. Absolutely. That's when even Sonny smiles and he's just like, we got you, you well, son well, of a bitch. Well, and they started laughing. You're not, a, you're not a soldier boy anymore. You know, well, they start laughing at him. And, and, but then it's also him like it is the family becoming the modern mafia, too. It's modernizing. She made a hilarious point because she was asking me little questions and she was like, so like, what's their deal? Like, what is their how do they make their money? And like, because she was saying because she was hearing them talk about heroin and she was like, oh, is this about the mob getting into heroin? And I was like, yeah, but Corleone doesn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. And then she was like, well, what does he make his money on? And I was just like, I don't know. Like, well, they talk about shit like gambling, gambling and And then and then I said, I go unions. I go unions. I would go. I go. Remember, they were telling old boy if he doesn't hire Johnny Fontaine, they could like bust union problems for him. And she was like. Well, if they are the unions, how are they going to bust the unions? <laughs> you know, no, no, it, it, it is it, it, money in unions and, and also, gambling and gambling because they yeah. talk about that. Because when, when they're having the discussion after they come back from the horse scene, from the horse head scene, when, when Duvall comes back <laughs> and <laughs> Jack Waltz, <laughs> she was beautiful. You know, she was the best piece of ass. I've, you know, and, and then it was uh, when they had that conversation with the Don and, and Sonny and then. Uh, Tom Hagen have the conversation like now we got the unions and we got the gambling and those are the strongest things you know best best money earner but you know with with the other five families can come against us if they get into drug, drugs is the future but he he's holding off because yeah. he knows it's a dirty business you know and so and, and it's him like losing well like he was the dominant Don until I that feel point. like it's not such moral issues and more the danger of it like he doesn't want yeah. it's he's like it's a dangerous it's a it's it's an volatile business yes absolutely you know absolutely so he, he knows from a business point of view it's too risky so don't get it, me wrong. I like doing a boof off of the head of someone's penis, just like everybody else. Well, wait, he also you want to do a line? Hey, <laughs> I got it. How do you think my jaw says so much? Because I pack it with heroin. <laughs> Look at this, you know, <laughs> Keith. You can do. It's great, man. It's hilarious. I mean, everybody does fucking brand. I, I can't Godfather. do brand. I can't. <laughs> you just sound like you got gumballs on the side of your mouth. You know, I just got. I finished off my big league chew. <laughs> It's the kid's bubblegum, you know? You look like you a know. baseball player. <laughs> you, you Luca, have- give me my double mint. 
He hey, was. Hey, Luca, come <laughs> pack my mouth with cotton so I can sound like a monster. Uh, when they first killed, when they killed Luca Brasi, I mean, that, that was definitely a. Because he knows that, okay, when, when he rejects him, when they reject the offer, you know, he knows. That's what he calls Luca Brasi, and he's like, listen, this they're going to come after yeah, me. Yeah, make, you know? make him think you're going to fucking. Also, Luca Brasi's dumb fuck ass. You, you know. know, the second his fucking thick Italian or thick <laughs> Turkish ass goes in, he's like, you know, deceive him. And you're like, Luca is not deceiving anybody. This guy's fucking deader than a goddamn doornail. Yeah, they killed him. He's going to get kill his him. hand knife to a table and garroted. Yeah. Yeah. They, like, a, like a Sicily style, baby. Absolutely. Yeah. They, yeah they, they, they killed him. You know, so you you want to you you looking at you you feeling a break coming no, up here? I'm feeling you pretty good. Man. Feeling pretty yeah, good. Feeling good. good. I know. We can go back to Harry Potter. And so how was your Thanksgiving? We can get back oh, into some I, commercial I, I, topics. Man, Did I, you not do anything? You didn't I, eat a can yeah. of cranberry sauce or no, anything? I just ate food. What kind of you know, food? I just made like a chicken thing or bottle something. Bottle of wine. You know, I tell you a what. A nice I, bottle of wine with the condensation <laughs> dripping off the side of it. I, I got bombed on Wednesday on a bottle of wine. I got there too drunk, go. actually. I drank did that Chicago wine. blackout Wednesday shit. I got pretty loaded, you know. On, oh, on the Wednesday cops were night. so upset that they couldn't pull people over because no one was doing holidays this year. <laughs> <laughs> they had the Macy's Day Parade, though. We watched that. I didn't. You know, what was what was and no like? one knew it was going on. She was saying it was like she was like, we're going to I'm waking up to watch the parade because it's like a tradition. And everybody, I think, just assumed because of COVID that like, oh, they're not doing the parade this year. But they had that motherfucking parade. They had it and they just wow. did it in front of the Macy's in New York. And then they had like each float pass by. Someone would lip sync a song on it. But you could tell that COVID just eliminated a lot of the star power. That I mean, the the yeah. rocks float was by far the most famous thing in this parade. They were having like obscure country stars, a lot of songs in pure Spanish because they could only get Mexican pop stars because Mexican pop stars don't believe in COVID. Um, Man. So it was just a lot of like, who the fuck is that? And then all of a sudden they bring Patti LaBelle out. And then Dolly did it, but she did wasn't there. It was from Dollywood because Dolly's not getting COVID. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just interesting of like, you know, they were trying to pass it off as this big spectacle. And then they're like, we got Darius Rucker coming up from fucking Hootie and the Blowfish. And you're just like, <laughs> where the fuck are they getting these people? It was a lot of anytime you're seeing multiple country stars, you're just like, oh, they didn't have people. Yep. Yep. They didn't want to do it. The God. Macy's parade. Those parades used to be the shit. Oh, when I was a kid, one of my seminal moments of childhood, 1978 Macy's 77 or 78. The village people did the Macy's parade, and I was blown away. Blow the village people had this weird, like a Gen X thing was like the village people like were burnt into their head. That was a real like seventies television moment, you know. Wasn't it and, like a diverse group of people too? Well, yeah. Well, they were gay. <laughs> yeah. The the they had a movie, The Making of the Village People, with with Bruce Jenner. So all gay with Bruce Jenner, and and it was. I mean, it, I remember watching it in college. It is. It's up there with Xanadu and it's hokiness. It's Xanadu. great. You know, I've never seen Xanadu. Well, I, I had that tweet, obviously, but I, I watched I watched different parts of Cats. <laughs> I'd never seen Cats. Cats I love. I, I, it was, Cats I love. I mean... Can't I, get me off of that train. Th that caliber of like... Of the the, the over-the-top musical is just bizarre to me. It is a bizarre genre of entertainment. And, and, and like, yes... I mean, Jennifer Hudson sings Memories. She sings it so passionately, like her character. Oh, she's you like saw the new cats. Yeah, you watched the, the new one, the butthole 
version. <laughs> I watched the the one with uh, you know Taylor Swift and then yeah. Dame Judy Dench. Is it Patrick Harris? There's a couple sirs and dames. In I mean, there. it is. It is. Oh my God! It's Jason Derulo. Bizarre. They had to CGI out his dong because he's hanging so hard. It, it, it he's is. hanging such hard dong. And then what's your face is in it? The, the comedic woman, the Rebel Wilson's in it. I mean, it yeah. had a cast, yeah. you know. Oh, it was star-studded. They really were ambitious. They wanted it to be the thing. Absolutely, and it was terrible. Well, I've watched maybe half an hour. I had to watch Memories. Jennifer Hudson is singing Kills it, it with such passion. It should have just been that. She's got snot coming out of her nose, oh. and they keep it in. <laughs> They don't see well, you know, the CGI. Because my memories, memory, memory, memory. Like oh god, it's just I, I find it preposterous that it's actually popular. I also find I do it not like music. Watching the Macy's Parade, I find it that these liberals are not calling it out enough. That we let the National Broadcasting Corporation dictate that the holiday season has started. Because, like, the the Macy's Day Parade, the way they end it, they make it seem like, all right, we're saying it's the holiday season now. Because it mm-hmm. ends with Santa riding off. It's like of the official passing of, like, fall to Christmas. And I'm just like, why aren't more people? Like, that is the most capitalist thing I've ever heard in my life. It's of, good. like, yep. the National Broadcasting Corporation... Now it's fucking winter, you assholes. <laughs> Start buying. Start buying shit. I think shit. that's a good theory. I, I I I believe that theory. Look at his soul patch. It's great. It's so late 2000s of like, you know, got a little money. I got some diabolical things going on in here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Some diabolicality. Wahlberg. What we were talking, we were mentioning about Kirk Cousins, starting quarterback of the Vikings. Oh, oh that's enough. We'll get, after this, we can talk about how the Broncos have no quarterbacks going into this week. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. a lot of COVID. I have a couple guys on my roster. Jonathan Taylor, running back for the uh, Indianapolis Colts, a COVID uh, uh, victim. So I have to put someone else in. You know, so, uh, but anyway, it, it, it is Kirk Cousins has a spreadsheet, an Excel spreadsheet. Where he breaks his days down into ten minute. Wahlberg does that same and shit. And Wahlberg does the same thing. I guess same thing goes about at like seven thirty at night. Oh, I'm just wild. Like, I, I'm sorry. I, you know, I have tried to do things like that in my past. Like I can do it was. for a week. I can do it for a week at most. Push ups is the only thing I can get on board with because you don't. It's not like you're leaving your house. Oh, oh working out. I was just getting. The, I was always in the habit of doing. I just did it because I enjoyed doing it. Uh, but I, I wasn't Fuck like, yeah. I must do these 10 reps. of. I, I would just do what I enjoyed doing. yeah, it. man. Monster trucks. <laughs> this is the, is this sports? Am I going to get Monster pulled? jam. But yeah, so I, uh, but th- that's what Wahlberg does. And I, I don't know. I just find it to be a, an odd way to live. You know, I, I have judgments on that. I, I, I understand you need discipline. Believe me, I, I, I've made deadlines. I've, I've had a career. I have have an education. It's all about deadlines. I don't know. He's a very successful man. I love how man. you go so hard into your like, I've made deadlines. I have a career. I have $47,000 in the bank. Like you immediately add brags onto it. That was a, that was a crocious transition right there. But but it was like, but the idea of like, I need to be so disciplined to make all yeah. this. Right, it's like, Jesus. Oh, and man. he's like, I'm in bed by 730 so I can wake up at 330 in the morning to work out. And then by 6 a.m., I've gone to church and eaten an, an entire ostrich. And then I harvest the bones and I make furniture. <laughs> and then my children eat breakfast off that yeah. ostrich bone furniture. <laughs> yeah, weird, like, then weird I take exce- na- eccentricities. Then I take a little nap at 11.15 a.m. That's such a weird thing, man. Yeah, it's... it's Like, he's one of those, there's 24 usable hours in every day, guys. And you have to just absolutely maximize it. And yeah. I, I don't know, I guess, for me, it's sort of like... 
I, you know, for him, it works. He's living. Is that living? You know what I mean? Like, well, that, he's also a fucking millionaire. You know, let's see someone. Multi- let's see a poor person do this shit. <laughs> I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow tried to do a link card diet where she lived like she was on food stamps and she gave up after a week because she was like, you know, it's like she basically copped out and said doing this diet. I it's forcing me to eat things that are harmful. Like I physically can't do this diet. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and there's a reason why it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. So was she like trying to get because she's she seemed a big she snob, was basically right? trying to live off like twenty dollars a week or something yeah, like that yeah, or yeah. like even more like a hundred dollars a week off like for food and she was just like she did admit that like it's astounding that people can do this but her reasons for stopping were so rich and like <laughs> yeah. you know it I was having to buy a lot of bread and that's just like my silly acts and shit like that. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's also these are the food options that are out there. Yeah, for you these eat people. ramen, you fucking yeah, cunt. yeah, exactly. It's like this is what happens. So it's like a and you, you get a, you get love handles when you're poor. Yeah, because all you eat is pasta and yeah. fucking sp- like fucking spam. Yeah, yeah. I I have missed working out. I worked out today for the first time in a, in a week because my back has been so messed up. But it's start, I'm starting to feel normal again. Which is, is like a very good thing. This is Charlie's Theron when they were making her hide that she was South African. <laughs> they're still doing that? Um, no, she embraces it now. Yeah, she but fucking, they were still doing it at that time. I, I mean, look at her. She looks like a regular white girl. Yeah, well, you know, exactly. Now she's announcing. She's, now she's, she's Dutch. A, you know, now Dutch. she's na- announcing the World Cup groups every year and shit. <laughs> really embracing it. She. Uh, I'm she, from South Africa. <laughs> I watched the 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions, COVID version. They they introduced, uh, they inducted the Doobie Brothers, who do not belong there. I detest no, them. Well, they're running out of people. I exactly. mean, how many, <laughs> they put them all in. Well, they I mean, put once in, Nirvana was in there, where are you going to go? And, and then they also put in like. The uh, Beastie Boys and shit. They put in um, Depeche Mode, and she introduced Depeche Mode. Boz Skaggs is probably in there. Uh, they put in Trent Reznor. You know, from Nine, Nine Inch, Inch Nails. Nails. Sucks. Oh, man. When I was young, I they were like them. badass. My best friend's wife, that's her they, favorite they band. Were, and I'm just like, why? That They were like badass. Anytime man. you say like, oh, Nine Inch Nails are my favorite band. I'm like, oh, you fucking choked on ecstasy as yeah. a teen. And in order you just to, lived in a warehouse. Why don't you discover a band named Skinny Puppy if you want me to get all Gen X on Damon, your ass? don't fucking. If Chris <laughs> Damon's listening, he's about to leap through his fucking his device, whatever he subscribes to the podcast on. And you should subscribe to it, too. It, because why because he's a big skinny puppy fan oh he loves industrial music skinny puppy all that fucking shit skinny puppy was like they were like devil i heard they did a very good concert he also likes weird like he likes joy division and new edition or or he's one of those guys new order yeah (laughs) or a new edition like with bobby brown he likes that driving and you know what all those industrial music songs they're all about nuclear war what? Like it'll just be a song of just like and just like driving the world and you're just like oh this song and then he'll be like this song's about the Turkish invasion of whatever the fuck and you're like how can you tell it's just computers and people being like you is it like an, are you doing an Indian dance with the, I, I, I think you're doing the Ojibwe nation that was a little I was, I was appropriation we gotta take it back do you know who looked like 
the lead vocalist from Midnight Oil was Darren Bodecker. Remember Darren? Oh, he totally does. <laughs> I just heard that song today on the radio. It's doing a good Lyft. song. Well, I to be turned when the beds are burning. <laughs> so again, Trent Reznor was in, and then they also had like, uh, who was the rapper that got in? They had like a was Biggie. Like, Didn't oh, Biggie. Biggie got in. Biggie got in. They put Biggie Big up to Brooklyn, too, you know, long overdue. But then, you know, they also they need, had, well, that's the other thing, too, that they were trying to shy away from is to ever put rappers in there. Well, yeah, no, they, I mean, you got to do that. For you got they, to. they matter for crying out loud. They're important. Well, yeah, there's it's a, it's a whole slogan now. I don't know if you know, mm-hmm. know about it. Black Lives Matter <laughs> for us to shill real quick. Get real. Get the lib points. Listen, get man. the lib views. Now I can hashtag BLM in the episode and call, and call it activism. Oh. Yeah, you're really changing. Well, we things. are activists. We speak. We speak oh, power. God, <laughs> our words are thunderbolts. Do things. Our words are thunderbolts in the face of authority. Crow. No, the point is you should actually try to change some laws. That's what yeah. you try to do. And actually, run for office. But that's a tremendous amount of work. So uh, with that said, we're canceling the podcast to run for office, to run for council. <laughs> that's oh God. I wouldn't want to do, do it. I wouldn't want to have that gig here. So but you, yeah, but you're right. So Denver Broncos, no quarterback, no quarterback because of COVID. So Drew Locke is, uh, is yeah. positive. Jesus. And then, and then Driscoll is, I think, and then a couple of them, I think are just legitimately injured. Uh, yeah. Drew Locke, I think, is hurt. Yeah, and then Driscoll's got COVID. I guess he's terrible. And then Drew Locke, other sucks. people, yeah, he's bad. Um, and then so yeah, so would they either sign Colin Kaepernick, and then it would be so ironic that COVID Trump's COVID gets Kaepernick a job. Yeah, well, yeah, that would be <laughs> that would be a great in twist inadvertent. Uh, cause of this, I think, it's uh, but I think they're just going to run the wishbone like Irv Farr used to run at whatever fucking high school. Well, I know that they're going to run the A-frame like fucking Sid Luckman's Bears, <laughs> because you know, at, uh, at you know, I mean, at one time the receivers, the tight ends, and the running backs were probably all quarterbacks in high school. Well, yeah, like I was so, saying, if you're if you play in the NFL, you were your you were the high school quarterback. So they probably have some basic quarterbacking skills yeah. they could do. It's going to be bad though. The but, Broncos but I, are going to lose forty six to three. I also thought that yeah, absolutely. I would bet who they're playing against. I would bet that spread. I also I thought about this when you mentioned this. You know, Walter Payton, who we've talked about before in the show, and of all of us, I think who I legitimately think is the greatest all around football player that ever lived. Oh yeah, I, I think you can. You can make a very strong argument for that, and I I would probably say yes because he could do everything yeah. for a little bit. He was the Bears' statistical leader in everything. Oh, and pass receptions. Um, he's and... thrown eighty-yard bombs to win games. Well, exactly. He's kicked field goals. He's punted. He's returned punts. <laughs> he was a receiver. He could run. He invented the stiff arm, or like made it popular again. Um, broke the all-time NFL rushing record in under 10 years. Like there's just <laughs> he was the day he touched, he was the Mahomes of the running back position, yeah, I would yeah, think. Yeah, he he was and again he threw nine touchdown passes. He threw nine touchdown passes in his career. That's a lot for a running back. That's a lot. Well, that's how bad he, the Bears were. He, he was 11 of 34. Jim McMahon said it best, so that's why it depressed him so much that he didn't score in the Super Bowl because he was like, for so many years, he was the Chicago Bears. Oh, in the late 70s. 
They made the playoffs twice in 77 and 79. Walter Payton. All because of him, because they were an awful football team without him. But he was so fucking good. And he, again, he. One of my favorite stories is when he busted 275 against the Vikings. You go, a weeping Adam Crozier in his living room. I I, I just imagine your kid, like a kid that slightly looks like you, (laughs) just red eyed and boogered because you've been crying. Like all game. Why can't you stop him? And like. (laughs) So. the point is, is that, you know, so with this Denver Broncos story is that the fact is Peyton should have been the quarterback. That's what it should have been because yeah. he was obviously the best athlete. He should be forced to touch the ball every single play because he'll make something happen. So it's like there must be someone on the Broncos roster who has some ability, but it ain't going to be Walter. Walter Peyton, 11 of 34. He threw 34 yeah. passes. And as I think a it was back. Bud Grant, your boy from the Vikings, who said like that. Oh, he's he was player. like, you guys are in Chicago or spoiled because up until Peyton, the average career for a running back was like five years. Oh, yeah. I mean, like who is Chuck Foreman? He was like Chuck Foreman's a Hall of Famer in the Vikings, like on the, in the Viking eyes. Oh, 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 absolutely. And he played for like six years. Yeah. Ch- Chuck Foreman is in the Hall of Fame for, he, for the Viking Ring of Fame. He was their first great running back. Uh, he His standout year was 1975, 14-game season. He had 22 touchdowns. He caught nine, and he ran for 14, and he ran for like probably, probably 1,400 yards that year. Which was so, a lot. Yeah, which is a lot back then. But he caught a lot of passes, and a lot of receivers, uh, 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 running backs didn't do that. So that was his high watermark, and he, and he was great for like five to six years. So he was like, he yeah. was like, you know, you guys are so spoiled. He was like, this, this, because Peyton played for fifteen years or he played, sixteen he played years, thirteen years, and that was a lot. That and he could have kept playing. He even said like, I'm retiring because I'm, I feel like I'm going out on top. And he was like, I feel like it would be disrespectful to the dudes who like Piccolo and the dudes who couldn't play it and yeah. Gale Sayers, like for me to just go play for twenty years and be bad for the last six years of yeah. my career. Yeah, and just and just yeah, I, I would just he was get, like get he basically was saying I could. Like yeah. my body's in it. Like I could play for twenty years. I think his the, the the his feats of human strength. I'm sure you've heard a lot of Walter Payton stories about the his hill feats of he strength. had this hill in his backyard yeah. that was like up like Full on vertical. I remember seeing pictures of him with his his ruse. He would shoes, run up and down it and he would hire like professional runners to see if he can outhill him and he would make people throw up running up this hill yeah absolutely he said other bears are coming and try to train with him and they were like we can't do it it's it's impossible but one of the things he could do i guess is he could do a hundred yard dash on his hands he would do a hundred yards to go the length of a football field just on his hands which you're pretty strong if you can do that if you can do a headstand if you can do a headstand as a grown man you're actually pretty strong. I mean, to be able to run like that on your hands, you're a, he is a, he was a freak athlete. I think in excellent condition. This movie you know? came out in the time where, like, Ocean's Eleven, were to do the crime, you had to go undercover as stuff. <laughs> like, you're gonna pretend to be the cable guy, yeah, and infiltrate yeah, is... it, and then like now, most deaf, you're gonna pretend to be road workers and hook up the pipes <laughs> so we can get the cameras in there. This is 17 years old and it's old. And then Seth Green is the hacker, oh. and his hacking by like his setup is like this. It's like my laptop, but it's like on his lap in a train station. It's all huge and shit. The whole uh, <laughs> Seth Green, his career, he just, I was never a big fan of his. He he, he made a couple movies with uh, with Austin yeah. Powers. Well, you know? he I mean, made he was, that Robot Chicken show, and I think settled knife, settled in financially nicely yeah, into yeah. being a producer of content. Yeah, absolutely. You know, no doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it'll be, uh, yeah, anyway. 
Hey, that's that's break. That's a break. break exactly. Right there. Yeah, right there. Hey, you go. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Union Station, where I got the COVID test negative. We're gonna take a break here. We'll yep. be back on the other end. Awesome. We will see you guys. At Blue Cross Blue Shield, we've been protecting millions of people for over 75 years. It's what gives us the experience and understanding to help you find a plan that fits where you are today and where you'll be tomorrow. Get spring break styles for the entire family, tees and tanks for just $5, and thousands of other amazing styles all on sale. Run to Old Navy. There are moments that define who we are, what we stand for, and where we're going. Made with pride. Crafted with passion, Jeep Cherokee. Find love again, right on the Gulf Coast. Beau Rivage, a feeling like no other. To succeed in our ever-changing, busy world, you've got to create your own brilliant website. Wix makes it simple. Create your website today. It's easy and it's free. Every time you raise a Pacifico, let it be a reminder to live life anchors up. Imagine waking up to the enticing aroma of bacon, sausage, fluffy eggs, and a whiff of delectable hash browns. Stop imagining. Get to McDonald's with a deluxe breakfast platter because nobody has ever woken up to the fresh smell of cereal. It looks horrific. All right. Back for the second half. I've found we I I've activated the plex and I got boys and girls going and we're going to fucking tie up this bow as we watch boys and girls. Yep. Um because we still got stuff to talk about. Maradona died. Yeah. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. Uh we did. have we have overall holiday television coming. It's which true. is which is a it's that's an interesting time for this podcast because holiday TV gets very repetitive. Yeah. So it becomes difficult to try and spin a whole episode <laughs> off of like the same nine Christmas movies <laughs> that are on over and over again. Well, and, <laughs> but I find even more interesting about holiday TV, and this is even more what I wanted to talk about, is when I was younger, holiday TV was like 24 hours of a Christmas story. It was little specific things where you're like, this is, you know, you watch TBS on Christmas for 24 hours of a Christmas story and like little but now every channel feels like they need to have some sort of christmas programming so but they still need to stay in theme so like you know country cmt can't just play christmas shit it's got to be like westerny like country spin type shit and like the food network it's just going to be people making nothing but christmas tree cookies for the next fucking four months or whatever the fuck like every channel is like all right holiday time holiday time and it gets kind of suffocating yeah well they're probably doing that yeah because you either get suffocated or you end up like me where i just absorb hallmark christmas (laughs) movies for what, what what are your memories of of the holidays when you were younger when you look back when you i enjoyed it because uh, I got two shit. Like my parents were divorced, so yeah. I I had two Christmases, two fucking Thanksgivings. Like I liked the benefits of it outside yeah. of like you know bickering and well, yeah. your, your inner family hate that existed. But you know I kind of is that thought, Tempest Blood so I don't know from no from, I, th- I thought it was it's Sorry. not there's there's no way she <laughs> yeah it's not it's not so this it's is the beginning this is an important scene bro <laughs> yeah this is the beginning this is the twelve year olds of them and then this is like yes. it's the eighties and they're flying well no it, the it has the time has nothing yeah, yeah, to do yeah, with yeah, it yeah, this yeah, is yeah, just they're just twelve yeah hi I'm Jennifer wait until the last minute to pack nope got my first period oh 
Good afternoon, everyone. This is your captain again. That's how it starts out. We're making out. our way out to no. the runway, and I should be taking off shortly. I got my first period, isn't what she said? Well, yeah. Is it gross you have to know that I'm bleeding right now? Why should it? It's just biology. We could have sex right now, and I wouldn't even get pregnant. Do you have orgasms? I don't think that's any of your business. Yeah, this, well, you're so it's good. just to set up their personality. Is this what thirteen-year-olds would say, though? Would they have this frank if of you a conversation? Were, if you were edgy era? and off the cuff. Me too. God, my dad I'm square. Went off to the secretary, <laughs> my mom and I moved to California. I've been trying to tell you this, Crow. You grew up a dork. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yes. But I mean, it wasn't talked. Well, I guess it was talked about. Yeah. People did yeah, talk about it. I just don't even remember those conversations that I have my own opinions on because they mean nothing. They just fade away. They felt important at the time. I this I didn't we didn't talk about deep shit like this yeah. this is like Dawson's Creek dialogue yeah exactly but this is just to set up their like opposite personalities but what I what I is important is when they start taking off he hyperventilates and she tries to tell him to breathe and he's like fuck you you fucking period whore <laughs> you're an idiot I've never said crap like that you're ugly here we go oh, is, is that that comp later here we remember go. when you here said I was ugly here we go Try breathing. Take a deep breath. It'll help you relax. I'm not not relaxed. Oh. <laughs> what are these actors doing now? Oh, who knows? I mean, one of two committed suicide. Oh, really? I don't know. Oh yeah, I thought you might know. I was like, holy shit! I don't know. It probably happens, right? You know. I have. Oh yeah, it happens every day statistically. <laughs> you know, like four years later, Harding High School. Yep. We're in high school together, but we're still not getting along. Look at those 90s football pants. Yeah, absolutely. You looked like you were carrying a goddamn house on your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. What was the day? Biggs is in this. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. He was hot fucking you shit know. in this. Yeah the, the, uh, yeah, the shoulder pads. So he's the he God. is the mascot, and she's the prom queen. I could even do. I mean, This is them re-meeting. Like, they haven't met since that plane fight. Or since that, like, airplane ride. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. And how, how do they put it together that they they knew each other from that flight? Because um, he fucking does some of this weird shit. Do you mock my queen? Oh, she's, she, he's just, like, sitting there, and he's like, oh, I recognize her. Oh. And then that guy starts saying, do you mock my queen, or whatever the fuck. Oh, okay. This is a good thing. Like, that would be amazing to watch at a high school football game. <laughs> to watch the mascot get fucking speared. Yeah. It'd be know. great. <laughs> but this is all further stuff to just set up how much of a dweeb he is. Because any normal person would just run away. He takes well, it yeah, like a bitch. Yeah. They run his head over. Oh, 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 cause she's the prom queen. Well, cause he recognizes her. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's that. What started this? Look he at the was, Weinstein's. They oh, got their yeah. fingerprints. It's this Miramax. is a Miramax. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Oh my god. Like to know what old Claire Boy, thought of this. He, Look, he's got braces. He's got adult braces. Uh, I had those braces when I was in the late seventies. You know. <laughs> uh, the Drews wrote this. Let's see what the Drews are doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a couple of brothers, I guess. The Drews. Oh, man. They probably made seven movies just like this. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> they don't even have a fucking Wikipedia. Oh, oh this is Freddie. Pr see, she's the same, though, right? She's the same actor. But he's Freddie Prince now. 
It, right now, this is going to be no. That's not the same actress. This is Claire Forlani. The oh, two I, people uh, at the beginning are different actors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she kind of looks a little bit like her, right? <laughs> well, they did a good job of matching both exactly. of them. Up, I think. Ryan, you're counting Ryan. Damn. <laughs> of course, I remember you. Once a month, I remember you. There you go. I Reference back to the period joke. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Man. <laughs> You want to go grab a coffee or something? Looking, she's cool. Oh, yeah, she's great. I fell in love with her when I first saw this movie because she's in Mallrats, too. I was a big Claire Forlani fan. Wow. She's extremely British. You find out a couple... As you hear her talk, when she does her S's, she, she'll say, like, Jennifer. Like, you, oh, yeah. she has a hard time hiding because she is extremely British. Lucky your school has a uniform. Well, she's yeah. trying to hide it now. <laughs> she's just, yeah, you can hear it. You're lucky your school has a uniform. Walking out of your house naked. <laughs> naked. Because <laughs> she's well, like, just be so sassy. He, well, oh, no, listen. Man. So this is what it was. So he's all about like, he mentions how he doesn't like choices. He's like, like, I don't like cable. So it, like, I have to watch what's there. Like, he's basically saying that like, you know, choices are what impede people. Like, we live in a world with too many choices. And she says like, you know, it's funny. You know, it sucks that you have all those options of clothes. If you, if you. You know, yeah. You'd why you'd leave the house naked if you didn't have. <laughs> but it's just like it's just like it's trying to ground it in like in like the parlance of like the year two thousand. Like the thought, ah, oh, it's it's like no, this is like I hope what I wrote is not this uh, uh, cliche. Well, you know? I what hope you it's wrote's not, not going to make money, then, precious, because <laughs> this movie killed it. Uh, it made it made a lot of money. Did it make we got to turn it down because they play a song right here. Okay, they're playing the song. We're Love stinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love stinks. Oh, now they're at the big college. Berkeley, or, oh, baby. Oh, there you go. UC Burke. Berkeley, man. Burke dog. Yeah. The culmination of this, we don't have to watch the whole movie. The culmination is going to be, I want you to watch the two love soliloquies. The beginning is just to set up the nature of their relationship because they like become friends through how they've run into each other. We've got a young Allison Hannigan here. I love you. I love you. Go for boy. What's wrong? Nothing. It is you. I don't believe it. Are you going to school here? Well, now... What are the odds? So she... It's the third version of her, right? Well, it's still her, but yeah, this is college them. But yeah, okay, but but it's like... But it's the same... It's the, the same three actress. actress same as the actress previous one. As the previous one. As okay. this previous scene. It's okay. still... It's Freddie Prinz and Claire Forlani. Okay, now now that's been... She just has... She doesn't have as long a hair. Oh, God. I, I hope I'm not this uncool. You're pretty <laughs> uncool, but I mean, you're 50. <laughs> you're not supposed to be cool. It would be weird if you were cool. <laughs> I don't care though, you know. My own, I, I, I like. It's a nice not campus caring. though. Oh yeah, it's a nice. But look at all this night. Like he's got his CDs there. Look at that big ass fucking CD player. He's got his Tenactin, his can of foot Tenactin over there. Here's Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs is the wild card in this movie. Jason Biggs was like, I want to play the purple tipped guy. He's a puss hound in this. Jason Biggs just wants to do nothing but crush pussy. Are you all right? Oh, I'm fine. Is this how I they am. meet as college yep. roommates? Yep. God, what a fucking bad idea! He says, "What a bad." His idea. whole logic behind this is he was gonna he was gonna like pop out. He wanted to like pretend Surprise like him. he was like 
Yeah, or pretend like he was kidnapped or something. God. He was doing some weird ADHD shit. Where you, the second you meet someone who does this, you're like, oh god, this is gonna I be a long semester. Meeting my me and my freshman year roommate, my freshman year roommate in, in, in college was was terrible. I had a terrible roommate. I, I bitched about him incessantly. I bitched about him all the time. Fast forward. A I couldn't bit. stand the guy. I was I was a bitch about it though. You know, to be honest Let's with you. Go to an hour left. I, I, I bitched too much about it. So this he was a terrible bad. roommate. I heard what, him. What he like? Well, because you don't have to pay rent, but was he just messy? Uh, well, he stunk was, like he fish. Was, I mean, this guy was so socially dorky; it was unbelievable. I had to witness his losing of his virginity. Like he had sex the first night we were in college. He had sex with this woman that he met at this fucking party. Who was just uh He got set up with her, and she was she wore Motley Crue t shirts. She was a total like metal princess. She was a real whore. <laughs> <laughs> and he ended up having sex with her and I was like sleeping him or trying to sleep in my bed it's like what are you fucking doing and you're just coming in here and like gonna have sex it's like I'm literally eight feet away that's from great. you yeah, and I was I was like why Why are you excited I, to hear her and I, is what I, 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 I heard him put it in like oh Dave like when he put it in oh, I mean Dave. you heard the whole th- it was like I heard the condom wrapper being I mean you know uh, opened up it was everything it, it was like I heard the, the, the withdrawal of it oh it was fucking horrific he was a terrible room and he was really dorky and super obsessive, super obsessive with Pink Floyd, the wall. I cannot listen. Oh, that's to any... too much LSD. Then we got an LSD guy, <laughs> but he like he, he made a he made a wood panel of the wall. He hand painted so he could put his car stereo in it so he could get and, and he, he put a television aerial on the on the ceiling of our part of our Holy dorm shit, to try so he could get better reception so he could get the truth. Clearer, so you can get the reception from like the Milwaukee radio station. I gotta still listen to QFM, man. And I remember being like, <laughs> "Wow, this guy is not cool." I remember just not thinking he was cool. You know, he didn't like me. I was a real smart ass. Though, not too. cool, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm I don't sure. know. You know, whatever. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I could had... now you're beat down and just don't care. I could imagine <laughs> a young, spry Adam Crocious being annoyed by something. Holy shit. So, Crow, this, let me just set up. This <laughs> Why is, wouldn't I be? This, I think, is the tail end of their fourth meetup. So, how they meet a fourth time is old boy has broken up with Alice, with the red-haired girl. And he starts dating another girl who's friends with Claire Forlani. Oh, so the that's friend, the connection. The friend gets Claire Forlani to break up with him for her. Have you ever had that scenario happen where, like, a fr- you're dating a girl and one of her friends hits you up and is like, hey, so-and-so doesn't want to date you anymore. Ooh, uh, no, I did not hear that. So the girl that's that, terrible. So though. the girl that Freddie Prinze was dating. Uh, you've got to say that. like you need to break up with this guy for me. And that's the big shock moment is she goes to break up and doesn't know it's Freddie Prinze. So she goes to break up with this guy for her friend and like answers the door and she's like, oh, oh it's you. So then it ends up being actually kind of cool because they're friends. Yeah. And this is the uh, Jason Biggs gets him to pretend to cry. So he puts like Vaseline under his eyes to draw tears. And that's why he's wearing the eye patch. And this conversation is coming off the tail end of that whole situation. So she has just broken up with him for her friend. And now they're kind of talking about life. And he's talking about how building that bridge is the greatest accomplishment. And it takes planning like relationships. You examine a situation. You plan a course of action. You execute it. Everything works out fine. Everything works out fine. Does this make it you does. feel good, Crow? 
No, it actually bums me out because yeah, well, I, I I don't want when I am when I try to write profound so things. So don't write I don't, this. I, I hope this is it doesn't good for sound you to this see, way. Then this shit's good. It for is you good to for me to see. No, I, I, I listen. It's a good thing. Oh, I thought you were just using it as a metaphor. I am for a relationship. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I mean, I know I didn't know Amy incredibly well, but it just felt like everything added up. Little does he know that this whole time, his soulmate has been meeting up with him sporadically throughout life. I'm done with it. Engineering? <laughs> Relationships. He's done, dude. He's putting his dick oh, to stud. You, you gotta... <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't give up that soon, man. I, look, I gave up, but you can't give up in your 20s. How long after Christ Amanda said. Rip did you fucking... Were you heartbroken? Seven months? No, no, no. Actually, honestly... You, um, you saw it coming? <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, they all they all break up with me. I mean, that's what happens, of course. Um, <laughs> they make that choice, and you know, I'd say for the first the first two weeks after it, the first two weeks, it was like uh, emptiness. It's the only way I can describe it. Like when it was a true breakup, it's emptiness. Yeah, it's not even necessarily sadness. It's just this real like, oh shit. Another you thing know? I want to show you too is the dance scene. We can't play the sound, but I want to show you, you know, the the club dancing. Is, is this them connecting? Because I'm sorry. Yeah. The first time that I ever really wanted something and went for it was Michael. And it turned out great. See, <laughs> 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 yeah, I just figured you'd be in a Have you ever had just a, a good laugh with a chum, Crow? But, uh, a good yeah. fucking, a good <laughs> chuckle. <laughs> A good real chuckle. What with with with, uh, with this is not good acting. That's I'm, I'm no. Well, she's actually a pretty good actress. She was in Meet Joe Black Crow. Let's not fucking stain her skills. I wish. It's a joke. Oh, he's humorless. He lacks humor the whole movie. That's well, one of the running jokes. Well, why is you know. This isn't, you know. Well, it, you can tell too. What I like about this movie is it's clearly him being like, I don't want to play the cool guy for once. I want to play a hapless fucking oh God. loner boy. He was this, oh, I'm going to stretch out, like, be like, fast forward a little he, bit uh, longer. His career went he nowhere. He cuts his hair in a little bit. The he, next time they meet, I think he's got like a goatee and short well, hair. I hope he's got better hair than that, you know. All right, they're running up, they're doing their New York. Oh, yeah, this is a further they're, they're development of their relationship. Yeah. Look at her out in PJs, like fucking Stager, Illinois trash. <sighs> But she's, you know, she doesn't care. She's, Listen to this song. We're, we're getting a copyright. I don't care. Oh. Oh. This just feels... You weren't going to go. I was too. You weren't. You weren't going. Ladies first. I just imagine them get, setting up for these scenes and stuff, like their banter and thinking they're doing something good. He's just you sobbing know? before because of the state of his career. <laughs> Because he's okay. I mean, okay, he was kind of groomed. He's going to be a leading man for a little while, don't right? Don't do what your dad. He was a Scooby Doo. Freddie was just. <laughs> he has enough money though. He's okay. Don't feel sorry for Freddie Prince Jr. No, no. I think no, he's probably no. doing fine financially. Good for him. No, I think I got. I might have to rewind to the dance scene. Uh, this is time. This is this is good host because Plex takes time to load. I'm trying. I'm reaching all the way in Griffith, Indiana, for this shit. <laughs> oh yeah, this is this is when they start. This is 52 minutes in. This is when he's starting to like get jealous that she's dating and shit. Because the whole movie, they're kind of like that's their relationship. Is they meet up and they talk about their like, oh, who are you seeing? What's going? on? That's a lot of their conversation. Yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. 
So when one of them brings up, oh, this is, I, I nailed it, dude. The reason she's in a towel crow is because they were just at a club where they doused them in suds. You're going back too far, maybe? No, no, no. no. It's a it's a scene, Crow. Okay, okay, okay. yeah, no, it's cool. I, I want to make sure. <laughs> yeah. Anything I could <laughs> I'm just waiting. Edit, I could edit everything <laughs> no, out. Man, could, no, man, it's all good. It's all good. Look at him. See, he's new Freddie Prinze now. He's not oh, loser Freddie. He's a little more hip. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know. we, were, we were coming off the tail end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, after this, they fucking go to the club. Okay. Look at that fucking, look at that bowl haircut. God, dude. I think I had the same thing. I had a bowl while. haircut up until seventh grade, dude. Yeah. Oh, I and then I, I and then I, I cut, 30. and then I got spikes <laughs> and my mom didn't you cut You guys have right. it now. <laughs> I had a bowl haircut and then I cut it short to get spikes. And that's when I realized I had cowlicks in my hair because it looked wild. It was just yeah. like sitting weird. Yeah. And come in all kinds of crazy ways. But that's a total late 90s. This Absolutely. You can tell they're tra- it's a, a signifier because this movie came out in 2000, I think. Yep. So yep. this was a signifier of like looking 90s to looking 2000s. Yeah, absolutely. Again. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Oh, someone might be trying to load Plex. Fate could be in your hands here, Crocus. <laughs> like the movie, right? I mean, it's consistent with the plot, boys and girls. It's about fate, right? And then, uh, yeah. Well, let's talk about Maradona dying while this loads. I tell you what, I watched a little bit of uh, the Maradona documentary on HBO yesterday. It was interesting. He was so on cocaine. Yeah. He, and he was little. That's oh, yeah. That's the two thing, takeaways you could take away from Maradona. Yeah. He was little. <laughs> and he did a lot of cocaine. Here we go, baby. He, he was five foot five, but he also those highlights of him. So Crow, uh, they walk in, and she's just like, "Do what he's doing." And now he's like trying to figure it out. He's all upset because he can't figure it out. Are clubs still this way? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> Maybe I've never seen this. I don't know if this is a for this movie or I if could this never cl- go to any club or if this club exists in San Francisco. I never felt comfortable going to a club. I remember going a few times and just be like trying to dance. But like I don't. I don't. I feel, I feel very too awkward. foolish. It's just yeah. like being. It's. It's this. You need the same thing to be a really good actor of the ability to feel to feel and look like an ass, but still like go through with it. <laughs> I just didn't. I didn't find it like compelling you know, or sincere. Even I, I like good acting, like you know, you have to be a Civil War general, but can you really be a Civil War general <laughs> for five weeks or something like that or however long it takes to be a movie? Like, you feel, you start feeling foolish. Yeah. yeah. Well, I say, <laughs> in he, like, you can't, whenever, that's why improv is cringy to me because you have to be all fucking excited about everything and enthusiastic yeah. and yeah. I'm just like, oh God, <laughs> why? <laughs> but then he gets into it. So this is like, the official, I'm getting you out of your scene. Look at him fucking grinding up on that thigh a little bit. <laughs> yeah. He's got a little shadow of a goatee. This is when you said baby got front. You can see her nips a little bit in this shirt. Of course. Um, so this I is mean, that this, scene. This is supposed to be kind of like sexy, you know, but it's yeah. like. And it's also teasing that they got a little sexual tension. He's just like, I have a boner. You gave me a boner. <laughs> oh, and here comes the. Oh, yeah. it, it's the yeah that that thing they do the foam club. That was a big thing. I remember like in the late nineties, foam, foam club. Yeah, they'd have like a like a, at uh, at like in Cancun and stuff. You know, you go there for like spring break. All right, so we'll it's go so, to fifty two. Uh, it's, so, it's just I I I'm such an old man now. <laughs> it would just annoy me. I just want to sit somewhere and drink my booze and talk. <laughs> That's, hey, that's what I want. I mean, do. that's most of what a re- the reality of a relationship is. 
So, uh, you know, it's right, Keith. <laughs> but I, I'm glad we're watching this because this is you were talking about, you know, hyping it up. And, you know, I'm, I'm getting a flavor for it. I'm getting a flavor. for You know it, what? You know? The I like these movies because they're clearly bad. I'm not saying they <laughs> of are, course. are good. Of course. But I they're they're just movies you can put on. You can make fun of them. Uh, they got they got enough moments. Oh, this for, is him. Like, yeah, he's like mature now. Ryan, you don't try at all. In relationships? I just yeah. think that it might be... Because he's all, like, upset that she just bones dudes. Like, he's like, I can't... Like, you... He said, like, he... So, you're saying that in any given moment in a date, there's a chance that you could have sex with somebody. And she's like, yeah, isn't that the yeah. point of dating? Yeah. And she's kind of getting on him for, like, hey, you need to, like, yeah. stop trying to find a wife. Like, yeah. you don't try at all. Relationship, yeah. You'll just never get hurt again as long as you pretend I'm your girlfriend. Oh, calling him out. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't hang out anymore. This this is what leads to them banging, cause they cause they she's like I I almost lost you. I am so sorry. I didn't mean that. Yeah, you did. No. I'm a loser virgin. Oh yeah. All right, so that's even we're I, we're seeing the cracks. <laughs> We're seeing you know, okay, you know, yeah, you know, it's you know, I mean, hey, that that's hey, we keep it on, keep it on, man. It's, well, I'm, I don't, I don't want to zip <laughs> through. Like I, I'm now, wherever it stops, we'll we'll go until the end. <laughs> it's making me reflect on my relationship choices or lack thereof, Keith. <laughs> oh, this is her weird like. Has ever been dumped? Oh God. Have you ever thought about doing this? These are weird, cheesy moments that I've always kind of had a heart on for doing. Like, I always wanted to be the one that gets, uh, stops a diner and gets them from going, like, sit the fuck down to, like, yeah. We're just too afraid to admit it, so we keep on dressing up. We keep on pretending to be something that we're not. We keep turning our lives upside down, losing ourselves in something that we hope is better than what we think that we are. Well, just don't. Oh, what was that writing? <laughs> yeah, the Drews, dude. This is Drews writing. You know, there's a song in the background. <laughs> yeah, they're all just like, get the fuck out of here. I like the idea of a diner laundromat, though. Every time I see this scene, I'm like, I like that business model. This reminds me of uh, of what of your life. It's so realistic. (laughs) It reminds you exactly of your real life. Yeah, you know, I have so many moments like that. Are just. I don't know. I, I understand these speeches, but like, and they're trying to get to an emotional place. Oh, just this is the when they fuck. This is when they way. fuck, Crow. This is the hottest part. We need to keep going about yeah, Maradona because yeah, 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 this, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is like the final thirty of this movie is where we're gonna really fucking where the okay. rubber meets the road as far as the things you're gonna make fun. What of. do you want to talk about with Maradona? What was? Well, I'm curious. Um, uh, well, I want to know your aspect of the '86 World Cup. Were you a big? Did you watch the World Cup I, I, a know, lot? You know, were you aware of like the hand of God goal and what happened? I was actually. It was, which is interesting. So for people who don't know, Diego Maradona won the World Cup for Argentina in 1986. And in the semifinal against England, the game-winning goal goes off his hand, clearly. Yeah. And there was no replay. Like, once it got called, it got called. And then they go on to win in the final. And that kind of fucked England up because that England should have won that World Cup. They had the best team. And they kind of have never recovered. Yeah. From that they've yep. they've been in a couple semifinals, but that really is the one moment they talk about that like ooh daddy he's going they're in. smooching. 
Let's fucking do this bit. Let's do it, Daddy. Finally connected with you. We couldn't afford boys to make. When you. (laughs) We met on the airplane. (laughs) Oh, look at that lighting. That That is purple. 90s lighting, dude. It's a fucking purple, that guy. It's a black light, baby. Oh, it is. You're right. Yeah. I remember those. Yeah. I remember those in the original ones of the 70s. This apartment that they're in is so fucking huge. But you you asked me a question, though, about. It was a good question, I thought, but I can't can't remember. It was about. uh, uh, not about this or when I realized, uh, God, shit. Oh, Mar- Maradona, 86. Oh, oh yeah, the God. hand of God. Hand of God. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So they so they stole, a lot of people would say that Maradona stole the World Cup from England and fucked him up for yep. since now. Yeah. Look how saucy that was. It made you forget Absolutely. what we were talking about. Look how into your feelings that made you. <laughs> oh, I know. I finally have opened up, Keith. I'm the people just so are watching it along down. with us. There's probably some people that are fucking sneaking off, muting us and just watching the video. <laughs> so... You asked me the question. Uh, yeah, the 86 World Cup. I was 17 years old. Summer of 86. She's kissing his fucking belly. And I can remember, um, uh, I, I remember like watching games of the World Like I was aware of the World Cup. You know, it was like, you know, I think they beat West Germany. Yeah. Because uh, it, it was right before the wall came down. So there was still like West Germany and East Germany and stuff, you know. So. It's like the one time that everybody gets into soccer. It's the one annoying, I would say. World Cup is the one annoying moment for soccer fans because it's where everybody kind of like, hey, okay. soccer. And then yeah. you're like, where are you? The Like, it's on every day, all year. Yeah. They never <laughs> stop. That's why these guys retire when they're 34. Here's her neon stars. Oh, and they connect over this? Right? Yeah. Well, he fucking, this is when he realizes he's in love with her. The next day, you just see immediately, she's like, this was an, a mistake. Wow, that's her response. It goes, well, it plays Ooh, out a little bit. What an artistic scene. They're awk- it goes from the dark into the night, the light. Ooh, wow. That was a real moment there. What, what, a, what got, solid direction. She's got a Bush poster on the wall. Oh, God, Bush was terrible. <laughs> I love Everything's Bush. Everything's in They were such a ripoff of Nirvana. I they were. hated Bush. I loved Bush. I hated Bush. But I loved her because it was it was right for me. Everyone's in. Everything's in. I don't think so. I remember like, like guys in their mid-twenties being into that. Thinking that was cool. You know? <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Um, yeah, dude, I loved Bush. But that was for me because I was a Nirvana fan and yeah, I was course. like nine. So I couldn't be I didn't have any artistic integrity. I was just like, yeah, they sound like Nirvana. Yeah, I like Bush. Exactly. Exactly. I get it. They're terrible. <laughs> that being said, Keith, just to let you know, bad band. <laughs> Not I haven't a good looked band. back on it recently. Oh, I'm, there's so I mean, there's some mid 90s. You know what, though? That fucking first album, though, with fucking. Not I don't even like everything Zen that much. I like glycerine and fucking uh what's the other big one off that remember. fucking movie? You know, they, who knows what it did. Uh machine head. <laughs> Got a machine head despite all the rest. Ugh. Green to red. Ugh, so machine bad. head. So bad. So bad. She's like, oh yeah. So the, he's basically like, I'm your boyfriend now. No, you gotta. And you, she's you like, know. "No, I'm going to class. Even though I never go to class, you can stay as long as you want. Look how yeah, look at Berkeley. It's just like look at their downtown. It just reminds you of your collegiate years, man. This is like State Street in Madison, which is a very mystical place where all the moments happen. Yeah, well, it's it's your it's your first step into like kind of young adulthood, you know. Oh, also a thing I need to catch you up on. She tried to make out with her at some point because she was getting jealous that she was spending so much time with Freddie Prinze. Yeah. So she tried to do the I, I'm in love with you thing 
And then now she's like apologizing. I came up with it completely on my own. I mean, I was thinking about us. Oh, she is a pretty woman on the right there. That's another trope from the, as the friend who's obsessed with therapy that's her thing in this is like she's a you know my therapist was saying well yeah well that, that's that's also because right. yeah yeah go Even finish your old. thought dude that's what this no, podcast is for it, no it's just you're gonna say he's like no i'm, I'm gonna, gonna bitch like i'm gonna start really bitching and i, I want to <laughs> stop myself from truly bitching because but it's just like that whole like wearing your neuroses on your sleeve i still feel like that's a that's a youthful thing i did the same fucking thing well yeah you know you know, I, you know my, my thing that's kind of what college my is ang- for my, my my anvil until my 30s until my 30s was resentment towards family and i'm just happy that i have been able to address a lot of yeah. that because it's just like it's not it's not worth it well you got the yeah. last laugh they've they've no no it's not the last laugh no it's, i'm it's saying just, like health yeah. they're they're like diabetes has got them at this point they're fucking well it's <laughs> i don't want bad things to i know happen. I'm, I'm kidding i know no, I'm, I'm making just, <laughs> a joke on a comedy podcast. I, I, i'm just saying i uh you know you just sort of kind of see them for who they are and accept them for who they are. Oh, so gonna... so he technically cheated on his girlfriend. This is oh, remember when I told you yeah. I realized the Blair Witch project was fake? It's cuz of her. Cuz yeah, she was the she was, she was the chick, yeah. <laughs> she was trying to parlay. <laughs> I got to make my career in Hollywood. I got to do this from the Yeah, Blair Witch was a phenomenon. I love boy. that movie. Blair Witch was a big so deal. So she at the, when they were he said after they fuck, like, I'm going to tell a little girl. And she was like, no, don't. But he's going to anyway. And that creates the initial tension. She's regretting it. He just got slapped because he's like, <sighs> you know. What if I'm in love with her? Are you? I don't know. Maybe. He's an architect. As it goes on, you can they progress him because he gets more and more architecture shit in his dorm like at first it's like one bridge and now you could tell he's not only is he still in architecture but he's doing well man but it's like it's his first year of college no this is this is like three four years okay okay but there's still roommates i guess the movie spans all like okay okay like the movie's about to end with them like graduating you didn't even know at the end of your college years you didn't even know it then i didn't know what the hell i was gonna do (laughs) i just went out there and you know i had 29 dollars keith 29 dollars summer of 92 i had 29 dollars so much money i had so this is i never went below zero keith so this is a good these are good moments this is gonna be the first his first freak out he has one like I'm in love with you moment. Then they have another one. And then there's the plane scene at the end when they, when the love happens, this is a pivotal 23 minutes of film here. So let's get into it. The things might get strange between us because of what happened last night. And I don't want that to happen. Me neither. Cause we're too good together to let that come between us. Have you ever said that to somebody? We're too good together to let this happen. We're like Woodward and no, Bernstein. It, it, it doesn't. You know what usually happens? It's really awkward. Actually, you just, or you very awkward, and, and, and then you remain friends and just never talk about it, and you have that weird, awkward chasm between you for the rest of your friendship. Well, well, that's usually, usually what happens is they leave. That's a, <laughs> well, no, I'm saying like <laughs> not, not even relationships. I'm saying yeah. like when you bang one of your friends, yeah. and it's weird. Like, yeah. you don't not be friends. You just don't ever talk about it, yeah. and that's just a repressed part of your friendship that yeah. you never bring up again yeah 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 i'm totally with you great you didn't tell megan did you no 
Uh, that, that's his girlfriend. He right? told her. Yeah. So he lies. Yeah. He lies. You can't. Well, you I feel so much lighter. Do you? Yes. Yes. No, you, you, you can't lie. You can't lie. Sure. Yeah. But I've lied. He, I think he can't handle it. I've lied. Watch. Keith. Watch. It's too much for him. Actually, you know what? I shouldn't. I'd like to, but I still have some more studying to do. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's important. Later, college, you'd go out and party. Okay. I so you're done by this point. I feel like <laughs> I will. after your junior year, I feel yeah. like if you've done well, your senior year is like yeah. sailing. Yeah, it's uh, college was tough for me. I, I was never on academic probation, Keith. Here we go. Comes the copyright infringement. We're in Berkeley. I bet you this is stock music. Although I do remember uh, when college ended. That was a weird moment, man. Were you, did like, you cry a little bit? Did you get Did you get a little I, knot I didn't in your cry. Throat? I remember I gave a hug to my best friend from college. I hopped in my van with all my belongings and moved to Chicago on May 19th, 1992. That, that was the day before game two of the 92 Blazers-Bulls uh, series. I, I, I moved up. No, no. I think it was. Well, it was a Bulls playoff run going on. But I moved on May 19th, 1992. And I remember that. that I mean, I remember the day, dude. Look I mean, it was a big thick deal. his laptop is. <laughs> Look at that. Have you? Did you have, do you no, remember like no. 90s laptops? No, yeah, I remember them, but I, I didn't have them. I didn't have any laptops back then. You had to have like a cart to carry it around and shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it just. Uh, She's trying to find him. He's, he's avoiding her, man. <laughs> I'm in love with you. But, but I remember the last day, and, and, and like I left, and I was just, I remember really being like, I, I was still in, I was I had graduated in December of 1991, but I still lived the spring semester of 92 in Madison. I was still dating Amanda Rip at that time. She was moving to Chicago. It's part of the reason why I moved to Chicago. She was there. Look you at know. that. Um, hey, good, good on you, Amanda. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It got me down there. I wouldn't have a co-host otherwise. <laughs> Who's and I think Amanda, if you even got to this point in the podcast, you've said to yourself, I made the right decision. <laughs> it's good that, that I let this one go. <laughs> so anyway, I um I remember moving down and it was uh the last day of college where I where I just and then that last semester, that spring semester, I wasn't in school and I was working a couple of bullshit jobs and I was like, I don't really belong here anymore. I don't belong right. in college. I I have to go I'm somewhere done, else, yeah. you know, it's over. And I remember that last couple of weeks, it really felt weird. It, it was a, uh, and I had to, look, she, that this is the big, like she, they graduated and she can't, she can't find, find him. him. She's trying to find him. Yeah. He's yeah. fucking roughed up, dude. It's a whole songer. This is a whole songer. They're still in the same tune. Yeah. God, they are pulling at the heartstrings on this Oh, one. dude. Jesus. They're letting you know Damn this handed. is coming to a head. Here we go, baby. This is the big one. If I don't say the word. Ryan Walker, where the hell have you been? Hey. Where have you been? Studying. What's going on? How are you? Good. Busy. Yeah. Me too. I'm all done. So I, guess I always wonder if they let you sit that close to the Hello, bridge. Like, do they let you just sit on the bank? Yeah. Oh, of a cliff. I, I think it's probably a real place they can go to. Probably well, yeah, there's Golden Gate Park. Yeah, but, but like I, I think no. it might, might be. I don't know. No, Sorry, no, I should really get back. To <laughs> I'm getting into it. I'm all like trying to get into the plot. <laughs> it's hilarious. So I guess I'll see you around. But Listen. I'm gone. I mean, I'm gone in a few days. 
She's guess going she won't have time Italy. to plan my bomb. She's bio. going to Italy because she's a Latin major. Oh yeah, Italy. Yeah. You must be excited. Oh, you know me. Any excuse not to shave under my armpits. <laughs> yeah. Boo. When, when's your last exam? Wow. Means you want to go celebrate she's or something? She's an independent modern no, woman. I'm leaving right after it. So. Why is he a dick? Okay. I'm taking her side. Yeah, I am. Talk. She's cool. You know, you got to be able to see that, buddy. <laughs> she calls him out. Watch. She doesn't let him just prince out. What's going on? What? What? This? This? What is this? I don't know. Nothing's going on. Really? Because I just ran into Megan and she told me that you broke up with her. Oh. Is that what this is about? The lies. I thought been... I told you not to tell her anything. Yeah, I know. I know. I but lied. Well, are you upset? This is no. where he talks about the stars. So what's going on? I don't know. <laughs> Things are different. But I thought we talked about that. I smell you all the time. Ryan, I thought that we said that we didn't want anything to be different. I thought we said that having sex was just a huge mistake and... And I mean, I mean, it was weeks ago now. I thought we'd go back to being just friends. I thought that that would just... Why was it a mistake? What? You and me. Why was that a mistake? Why, Crow? I'm curious. Buddy. Challenger. Talked about it. What, do you want to go over No, you want to talk? Wanna... Let's talk. Was it a mistake because anything that even comes close to real intimacy freaks you out? Boom. There we just... go. Got her. Ryan, you... You kissed me and... And I responded, but I wouldn't have done it if I thought it was... You know, because that's all women are. They're just fucking... They respond. Ryan, if I could take it all back, I would. I don't understand. Take it. I don't understand it's the yours. world. This makes me... Like, how this gets made and the writing... I don't get it anymore. I get it. It's trying to be, you know... Why are you doing this? This is not a good movie. But that night was as much a surprise to me as it was to you. Not a good movie. But being with you was like going go. to a place that I had never been before. Then after you fell asleep, I just laid there, staring up at those cheap fluorescent stars you have stuck on your ceiling. And after a while, they just started forming a pattern. This weird glow-in-the-dark pattern uh, linked together our entire relationship. It would take me almost an entire relationship to work up the courage to say that to somebody. Yeah, God. It all made sense. Because he's an architect and he he's he's like the thing that makes the most sense. I didn't build it. It just fucking happened. And that for once in my life, I wouldn't have to work so hard at being happy. He is just overloading her. Jesus. She's just like, I know I told you to be honest, but Jesus know, Christ, man. Nothing will ever hurt me as much as your reaction to that same experience. Oh. Wait, what? He's opening what? up, finally. You wanna go hang out at the library and pretend like nothing happened? <sighs> I can't do that. You know, he's revealing himself, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's gaslighting this bitch, dude. He's making her feel so bad. It's all your fault. It's all you. <laughs> you know, that, now, I, I certainly have had those thoughts, <laughs> which is, that's not a very mature. I thought. will now fast forward to Shouldn't you think that the plane that scene. The big plane soliloquy because it's a lot of eight minutes of him. Yeah, I mean, this her is, just chasing. So him what around. happens? So is it just like them like? Okay. Well, so that's their big fucking dismantling of the friendship. I might have fucking fast forwarded. Okay, this is perfect. I'm so good. I know my moments in this movie so well. 
so she it, it like she says she's on her way to italy and he's leaving he's going back to la for however the fuck long um four o'clock so she's about to go to the airport crow i never did she's about to go to the airport and fucking chase down her lover well you know it's a, it's a trope of it, it was a train station in fucking you know whatever in, in the 30s you know what i mean so you go to the airport yeah so yeah throughout they've hooked up now the two like miss like the one who lies all the time and, yeah and the therapy they've like met up that's it they're soulmates the two offbeats are soulmates nowadays yeah. they would get their own movie here we go for the runway in not just a minute this is the big like ends how it started moment can you bring me a glass of water, please? I'm sorry, sir. You're going to have to wait till we're airborne. Just be a few minutes. That is a tiny-ass plane. You could tell they had half a fuselage to shoot this scene. Te amo. Here we go. <clears throat> Te amo, Ryan Walker. She's saying I love you in Latin. Thanks for talking to you. Please, ma'am. You're going to have to take your seat. Oh, I had a moment with it. Uh, and you know this movie thought let's be different let's do something different with their exchange with, between love so let's have them do it between plane seats oh, at some point God. she has to put her seatbelt on and she does it like facing the other way it's Here too we go. late no everything that you said about that she's night, like well I'm on this plane God, so I'm going where you're be, going it'd be tough to act this because it's pretty you. bad but I was even more scared to let myself love you because every time that I let love in, somebody comes along and takes it away. Oh. And it just hurts so bad. <laughs> this is all but for I'm your reactions. Oh, God. Yes. So just well, react. Working. Just react. I just made the most important decision of my entire life. And you want me to put on my seatbelt? Yes, I do. See, she's the realest one in this whole scene. Of like, yeah, sit the fuck down. Yeah, the, the flight attendant? They, well, would yeah. not, they wouldn't just stop the plane yeah. so you could tell your loved one you love them. be happy then. Oh my well, God. She just happy. defies it. God. I mean, how do we know anything? She's defying it. How do we know that the plane isn't going to crash? <gasps> Don't say that. That's bad luck. You are required by law to fasten your seatbelts, both of you, now. Here's the big game, because... So she is a pretty woman. early on in the movie when he breaks up with Allison Hannigan. The reason they break up is because she says we've never done laundry together like they're because they're in a long distance relationship. So she says like we don't do any of the like couple stuff. So this is the line she says to him. I need you. And that's a really hard thing for me to accept. But it's a whole lot easier than imagining my life without you. Oh, God. Here we go. I want to do laundry with you, Ryan. Oh, bringing it back. He's got his laundry, girl. Did you send your laundry out? Don't. Not anymore. Why does it got to be in front of people? I, this switch. is just... Yeah. She gives one more sit The down. righteous black man. <laughs> yep, they'll be, they'll be Scatman yeah, Brothers. Yeah, brother. Here we got the Come happy. Strumming, oh, strumming not yet. Acoustic guitar. It? It's just the whole laundry thing. It's a metaphor, right? <laughs> Don't worry. I'll show you how. Yeah. <laughs> so wait. Watch. Watch, Crow. This is how we're going to end it. Three, four. You should just try breathing. It'll help you relax. Eight. Trust me. Oh. <gasps> 
Yeah. It's so. It comes right back. And that's Full the beginning. Circle. Bada, bada, bada. And that's the beginning doo, of their doo, doo. life together. And that is the end of this podcast. Crow, how did you feel about the episode? Did you have a good time here? You know, you know something. What was good about it is I had some reactions. They're yeah. flying southwest, and so it's when the that fake happens, southwest. It's a good thing. It's, he says sky southwest. It's like the fake. They couldn't afford the southwest. southwest. We're in with all the other and are they, that's San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah, yeah. And SFO. They're, they're flying out of. They're going to Italy to start Italy? to start a life together. God, going to Italy. Actually, I tell you what, I thought it was a pretty, it was a pretty good episode. I, yeah, I like this. We focused on this a little bit. We brought up a little bit about. Uh, a few other topics. We hit some then, topics. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, we didn't get to ultimately what I wanted to next a lot week. Of Maradona obviously was just, he, yeah. The thing about him, when I watch it, yeah, he's five foot five. He's a little thunder. The way plug he played though, I mean, he was, he was very fast. He was an extremely fast yeah. player, you know? So he died of, of being a cocaine guy. He didn't 60, die of a cocaine overdose, but when you, 60. when you die obese and you're 60, like it's just cause his body was beaten up yep. aggressively. Yep. Yeah. No, I think that he, you know, uh, I think he had a big problem with the bottle too. Oh yeah, I think he liked the sauce. He liked a the lot. substance. He was a man of substance. Yeah, uh, no yeah. doubt about it. Why? I think his life. You know more about it than that. I mean, I I knew of his name, and in the states in the eighties, I mean, with Reagan being president, you didn't talk about soccer very much. Like literally, it was like you might as well no. said you you supported the Russians or something, the Soviet Union. I mean, soccer was like looked down upon because I, I was of an era in the late seventies. I played three years of organized soccer, and I actually liked playing soccer. Like running around it was fun. Fourth, fifth, no, fifth, sixth, seventh grade played soccer. And I was, I was decent. I remember I had a goal one time. And it was like, I, I knew the game, the basics of the rules, but Reagan got elected and it was like, no, no, football is going to be played. Now. Yeah. We are American not going to, it was very like, we are not going to do this European thing. So, like, the fact that Maradona was even known in the States, or I knew of him, uh, I think it's it pretty amazing. Yeah. Like, like it, that it pierced, it pierced, you know, the American, you know, it, it, it's not, soccer is not the game. Yeah. You know, it's well, just not. We hope we're piercing the the american conscious every week uh subscribe to the channel uh hit the like button and the little bell to get notifications whenever yeah. we post an episode <laughs> Bing! follow crocious on social media at insecure comic <laughs> yes um and then uh what else i am at keith pazel on all social media yep. gotta Play bring it. gotta bring that song in exactly. a little bit it's great man. Uh, k-e-i-t-h-p-a-e-s-e-l across all platforms keithpazel.com uh, for everything. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, thank you. We'll a lot see of fun. you next week. Yep. Nothing ever changes. All